0: Welcome From the Rooker Inn, brought to you by The Athletic. My name is John and this is the penultimate live commentary for this season. Yes, we've been making up, I couldn't say quite reliving, but making up the last eight games of the season because they haven't happened yet and hopefully they will happen and we'll be back to Vicarage Road uh, to see some of the Glory Hornet boys in action soon. But this is the penultimate game. You knew this months ago. The last two games of the season were Manchester City followed by Arsenal. Last week, we left the London Stadium nil nil, 38 points, minus 18 goal difference for Watford at the moment. I think at that point, I would have thought things would have been happy, but things have been going on. Colin will go all the way through this with you, but we're not safe, and I don't think we're going to get anything from Man City. I mean, come on, it's history. You really think? No, of course not. Thank you very much uh, to Colin for putting these together. I don't know if you know this, but he literally does this on his own. He sits with his imagination and uh, every single voice you hear in this podcast, apart from mine right now, is Colin's. And he they are just brilliant and they really make my Saturday afternoon and hopefully they're making your Saturday afternoon in in thinking that there is football going on around us in the world when there really is nothing going on we do have something a little bit more fancy planned for you for next week when Watford well let's hope we're not having to battle it out on the last game of the season away at the Emirates Uh, and maybe maybe we'll be safe by then I don't think we're going to be 100% safe I think we still need to get something from that game or maybe hope others trip up but we'll see that's next week we've got a game to go Watford last home game of the season to the team that beat us in the FA Cup final last year we won't mention the school so let's head over to Colin for the build up as well as 90 minutes of commentary of Watford against Manchester City come on you horns a podcast made by Watford fans. fans for Watford fans from the
1: rookery end Welcome back to FDRE-FM Radio. Uh, my name is Colin Mason. I'm here at Vicarage Road for a very exciting uh, penultimate weekend of Premier League football. And Watford are taking on Manchester City here today at, uh, with a 3pm kickoff. And uh, the day today is Saturday, the 9th of May. It's a lovely day, lovely, uh, fairly cloudless day, uh, blue skies above my head. And I'm looking forward uh, to this game very much. Alongside me today, uh, it's great to be able to welcome back Kenny McPhee, who played for Rangers and uh for everton and also for scotland kenny how are you today oh colin it's great to be back and uh i'm very happy to be back here at vicarage road i've been here quite a bit with you now and uh, i've really enjoyed these games and uh it's great and uh, the crowd seemed to be uh well there's a lot but uh, as i came to the ground quite early today for to prepare prepare myself for for this uh, cool commentary I, I noticed that the cafes and bars and pubs are full of uh, watford fans and uh, there's quite a few here also from city uh, So I think it's going to be a great, great game today and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I suspect the Watford fans will be a bit nervous but they got a good point last week at uh, at the London Stadium and uh, they just maybe need one more point and if they can get it today um, then they'll pretty much be safe. I think um, you you know more about that than I do but uh, uh, getting a point against Man City uh, uh, can be a difficult ask. Yes, it most certainly can, not the fixture that Watford fans would have chosen for this uh, second-last game of the season. So I'm just going to go over what happened last week, be able to look at uh, some of those fixtures that are affected the table and, uh, and then look at the table uh, as it stands now. Villa played their final game in hand during the week uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So last week, uh, as you know, um, Watford managed to get a, a nil-nil draw at the London Stadium and that put them on to 38 points. The other results were as follows. Chelsea beat Norwich as uh, we reported on that day by two goals, and that sent Norwich down. It left them on 28 points um, from 36 games. And with only six points available to them, that meant that they couldn't get out of the bottom three and were relegated and uh, will play in the championship next year. Villa got a good draw away at Everton. Uh, Man City beat Bournemouth 2-1 and Brighton lost in the South Coast derby to Southampton and that really does put Brighton in a bit of danger. If they could have won that game, they would have gone up to 38 points but they weren't able to get over the line then. it was uh, Danny has got the winning goal in that game and um, and so the table as it stands and as I say, Villa played uh, their last game in hand during the week and they managed to win that 1-0 so they've had a good week. They, uh, they put four points on the board and this is how um, the bottom six looks uh, before today's fixture. So in 15th we have uh, Watford, uh, played 36 and they have 38 points with a goal difference of minus 18 uh, below them in 16th is Aston Villa after a good week for them they have played 36 and have 38 points with a goal difference of minus 25 and then below them West Ham who I think hoped to get three points uh, in that game against Watford but didn't manage to break a very very disciplined and stern Watford defensive performance not great to watch Kenny but uh, but effective nonetheless, and they are on 36 points from 36 games. All the teams have played 36 games at this stage. Uh, Below the line, the dreaded relegation line, which will cast you adrift and down into the championship, which uh, as we all know, is a very, very difficult league to get out of. We have Brighton uh, on 35 points, and below them, Bournemouth, who, um, well, Eddie Howe's men are are looking uh, in deep, deep uh, trouble now with just two games to go. They have 34 points. It's only two points uh, from uh, safety, two points behind West Ham, but nevertheless, uh, you'd rather have points on the board. At the moment, And Norwich are bottom of the pack with 28 points. Um, who do you think are most likely to go down out of those five, Kenny? Ah, it's very, very difficult to. Uh, it's difficult to tell, is it? Um, Aston, uh, Aston Villa have got Arsenal at home, I believe, and uh, and then they've got West Ham away. So I think they'll feel reasonably hopeful that they might be able to get the points that they need Uh, West Ham have got uh, a very difficult away game against Manchester United today is that right that is right yes so they'll be hoping to get something from that game but it's very difficult to go to Old Trafford and get a game and I, I know better than anyone I think I played there Uh, with Everton about seven or eight times I don't think we got a single point when I was playing so um, Fergie was too good for us I think uh, at that time and uh, they had a wonderful team and they're not quite uh, the powerhouse that they were but I do think that uh, is a very tough fixture yes and uh, and then they play Villa at home on the last day so um, yes West Ham are are above the line at the moment Um, and let's look at the two teams below the line Brighton today are at home Uh, against Newcastle and uh, that is a game I think they must win really and hope that they can pull themselves up uh, because uh, the game that they have to play Burnley away on the last day of the season and although Burnley won't really have anything to play for it will be a very tough game to go to Turf Moor when you need to get something Turf Moor is a very very difficult place to go at the best of times and uh, I don't know that um, really the problem for Brighton and uh, it's been said many times this season is just can't can kind he of score a goal? I mean, they don't concede that many. They're pretty good at the back. It's normally just one goal in it. One 0 here, nil one there, nil nil one one. But you know, it's like a binary system for for Brighton. They don't seem to be able to score more than one goal in a game. And um, right there, they're in a, in some trouble. And then we've got Bournemouth, who are currently in 19th. But as I said, they're only two points behind West Ham. And uh, so. Um, Bournemouth are at home to Southampton uh, in, a, in another one of those sort of south coast derbies and I'm sure Bournemouth see Southampton as rivals I think Southampton really focus their ire on Portsmouth but nevertheless they're, they're all fairly close together those three clubs and uh, Bournemouth and Southampton both in the Premier League Southampton having a very good season again um, after a shaky start but Hudson-Hoodle uh, has really got them buzzing and uh, he's got goals uh, out of his players including Ings and um, uh, Shane Long and and here, Ward Prowse has played well all season so they, they've had a good season then, but uh, with just two games to go you, you do think that the teams who have really got something to play for possibly um, will have the advantage they'll have that desire and ambition uh, but uh, Bournemouth will need to get something from that game I think otherwise they, they could find themselves relegated today if if, um, if the results go against them and then on the last day they have to go to your club Everton away and that will be very difficult so I think Eddie Housemen are in deep deep trouble I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get the three or four points they need to get out of trouble it will also it's not in their hands I mean uh, they've got to hope that other teams above them uh, fail to get points and so it, it's it's become so incredibly tight just four points between 15th and 19th and there's some interesting differences in goal difference Villa certainly have the worst of that five Uh, with Bournemouth and West Ham on the same minus 16 Watford slightly worse and Brighton the one thing and and interesting that you brought up how few goals they actually concede they had the best goal it was just minus 12 and that may well um, count as an extra point in this fight. So, anyway, back to today's game, Kenny. I'm just going to uh, excuse my rustling papers as I just get the lineups out in front of me. And there have been some changes. We'll take the um, the home team first. Obviously, Foster playing. But Messina, as we saw in the, the game, was very nearly substituted uh, at the end there by Pearson. He had something wrong, I think, with his ankle or maybe his calf. And um, he is now on the bench. And Jose Holabas has come in at left back to... Uh, ...play alongside Cathcart, Cabacelli, and Femenia... ...and it will be no surprise, I think, to most Watford fans... ...although it may not fill them with joy... ...that he has kept this um, back four, back five... ...with Dawson playing in between Cathcart and Cabacelli, So a five at the back, Kenny... ...and then in front of them, obviously Kapoo, ...who has been rather lucky, I think. he um, They they would have been an automatic two-game ban... ...they've appealed that during the week... ...and, uh, and the FA panel have relented... Um, and decided to only ban him for one game so he will be available for the last day of the season and Watford play Arsenal away but he can't play in this game so Chalabar there in the middle and um, Decore has come back in, into the game but not in his usual position I suspect he's coming to play alongside Chalabar but the one change Uh, to this system is that uh, Welbeck uh, is not uh, playing, in uh, starting the game today, Dini is going to be up there all on his own and I think it will be a fairly lonely furrow that he has to plough and Saar has come in to the uh, team to play out there in his usual position on the right wing and Bashiru keeps his place but uh, is in a more left sided uh, position so we've got um, Foster in goal and then the five men at the back four men in midfield and Danny on his own up front Your thoughts know about that Kenny I well you know I think he's trying to be fairly pragmatic um, I think it's wise to bring Sar into the team because if he is going to get a chance it's most likely going to come from that young man who's having an absolutely fantastic season ever since Pearson and I put him in the side he just can't stop scoring and Getting assists and causing real problems, and uh, he's up against Joe uh, Mendy today, Joe's Mendy, and uh, I think Mendy's going to have his hands full. Mendy's a big lad, but he's not the quickest, and uh, and not Mendy Mendy uh, inside him as well. So um, I know we're going to come onto their lineup in a moment, but I think you know he's thinking if we can just get a draw, if we can just find a way to get a draw against this Man City side, then you know that'll be that. Thirty-nine points, I, I would say, would probably be enough, and um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes but I agree with you poor Odini is going to be up there on his own and he's not going to see the ball very much and when he does he's going to have four or five men around him. so uh, it will be difficult but his job will be to hold the ball up and try and just occupy those centre backs uh, as much as he can on the bench we've got Gomez Herelio uh, um, Gomez a very popular man here at Watford and um, uh, Messina who is on the bench so he's obviously fit enough to come on if needed and, uh, and the return of a player that we saw in the games against Tranmere in the cup a young man centre-back Spencer Adams uh, with the three uh, main centre-backs on the pitch of course and they need a backup and Spencer Adams is the one who has come into that side and then uh, midfield players Quina uh, Pedro and Passetto are on the bench and uh, Welbeck also on the bench if needed no Gray today we have um, Gray I think Gray was going to be on the bench but um, I think he has done something to himself uh, in training yesterday something just a small muscle injury so He's not going to be risked, and that's why Pissetto is on the bench. Quina has come in, and uh, I like this young young player. I've seen a little bit of him. Uh, obviously, with Capu out, and uh, Decore, and Chalabar, and Bashiro in the team, we needed a central midfielder that could come in, and uh, that spot is being taken by Quina on the bench. And Pedro, the flying left, Brazilian left winger, is also there in case uh, they need to chase the game later on. So let's move over to Man City, and uh, in goal, Edison. Um, very very fine world class goalkeeper although I think Watford fans would probably hold on to Foster over him Um, I think Foster's had a fantastic uh, influence on this side and is a a real leader and a very positive influence uh, in that dressing room and on the pitch so um, two good goalkeepers today and then at right back we've got Carl Walker and Fernandinho again is um, well a sort of make-weight centre back he's not really suited to playing there I don't think we don't get the best out of him but uh, uh, Guardiola hasn't really got a lot of options back there Not, not any players that he really Trusts. Um, he's got Otter Mendy alongside him. He's not a player that I think has a has a wicked in him or a, a mistake in him. But that out there at left back, Mendy. Then, then in front of them, things <laughs> things get a little bit better for Man City. I don't think that back four is uh, anything like um, the front six. Got De Bruyne on the right. Foden is playing the young British player of fame in the middle of the park, and he's got David Silva on his left. But I mean, I say that. I mean, they'll just play wherever they want to play. Really, they, the the system is very fluid. And up ahead, he's got Sterling out on the right. Bernardo Silva on the left and uh, he's playing Aguero up front as a number nine a false number nine a goal scoring number nine some sort of number nine but anyway one of the greatest players we've seen in Premier League history I believe and uh, Manchester City's uh, highest ever scorer and it will be a pleasure to watch him play uh, live today what do you think about that front six (laughs) Kenny? well I don't know, Colin. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to play against them. I mean, as you say, you set them up uh, in some way, like if you say all oh, like, that. You go there and you go there, but they don't abide by that. They, 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 uh, they play uh, very fluid, and um, it's, it's good to see Foden there. He will be a kind of stabilising. Influence, but um, you know Sterling can come short. He can come into the centre. Bernardo Silva can play in central midfield. He can play anywhere. He's such a such a good player, and uh, really looking forward to seeing the Portuguese side um, at the Euros this summer because uh, they've got a lot of young talent. Those players at Wolverhampton Wanderers that have come into the Portuguese side and. Ronaldo silver is, is another one a, a very very good player so it'll be interesting to see how they get on this summer but and um, that is a pretty terrifying lineup and i can see why uh he's brought Dawson in and kept Dawson in it uh, worked last week in a different way because they could just be solid but here they're just going to need numbers because city will have the ball doesn't matter what formation you play doesn't matter who you pick city will have the ball that's the way they play and um it's going to be very very difficult for Pearson's men a keep them made a clean sheet would be an absolute miracle in my opinion well um, <laughs> that's not a very optimistic uh, viewpoint uh, as far as uh, Watford fans are concerned but nevertheless it's probably pretty accurate on the bench uh, for Man City uh, Bravo and then Cancelo Sinchenko Rodri Gabriel Jesus Gundogan and Mahrez I mean um, that bench those uh, six outfield players and the goalkeeper Bravo is, is no slouch would get into quite a lot of Premier League first teams, even some uh, in the top six. That's absolutely ridiculous. Calling to uh, to look at that bench and see the hundreds of millions of pounds that um, are sitting on there, and uh, and how good they are. I mean, a player like Mares is wasted at Manchester City in my view. He just doesn't play enough. He, and that man's a magician. And he should be at a club where he, he's literally the first name on the team sheet. And here he is sitting on the bench playing against Watford. And it doesn't sound doesn't feel right to me if they just buy up player. anyway I don't want to get into that because I don't want to be negative about City but it does seem that when you've got a bench that strong you've got to ask yourself the question is it really necessary you know um, I guess if you're in the Champions League you're trying to win the FA Cup and the League Cup um, which they've already done maybe uh, excuse me uh, maybe it is necessary to have such a strong strong bench but a player like Mares and uh, and Gundogan is, is, is a great player and, and Gabriel Jesus is um has not really managed to shift Aguero from that spot, and uh, I mean, I would pick Aguero over him every day of the week. Eventually, he will run out of steam, Aguero, and he's you know he's not getting any younger. But um, yeah, it's it's difficult to um, to really understand the philosophy there, just to have so so many great players. But he seems to handle them very well. You never hear any. Um, any dissatisfaction coming out in press conferences of players aren't playing enough but if I was a uh, player as good as Marius and I was sitting on the bench at uh, Vickery Joe today I wouldn't be very happy interesting viewpoint um, I certainly share some of some of your views there Kenny but um, I think Watford have got an awful lot to do today to get a point from this game just a single point and, uh, but uh, he set them up to do it and um, Takore Chalabar there in, in midfield uh, ahead of Dawson Cabaselli Holabas, there's always a bit of a question mark uh, over Jose, he's very competitive, fiercely competitive and mostly it has been Messina playing in that position but he'll he'll, he'll enjoy the challenge of playing against Sterling, he he always seems to have a yellow card in him but um, hopefully uh, he will be disciplined today and help his team to get the point they desperately need. So it's about ten minutes uh, or so to go before kick-off. The players are making their way back in for their final instructions. The uh, the warmth here uh, at Vicarage Road is very pleasant. We're sitting at the top of the Sir Elton John Stand in what I call the Comms Box, but in fact it's just a couple of seats um, next to uh, a couple more seats where there are more media, and uh, we've got a kind of temporary desk in front of us. Haven't we, Kenny? And uh, we get a great view of the game from here. Uh, here we do, and um, we're nice and close. I mean, I do like this game. and I think I may have said this before, and. Uh, echoing something that your, your pundit david said uh, you know it's a great ground it's because you are so close to the action and i think the players really appreciate it. it's not intimidating i wouldn't say that vicarage road was an intimidating place to come and play but it, it is um it's an exciting place to play because uh because the fans are so close they can almost reach out and touch you i hope they don't but um yeah it's um, it's i'm looking forward to it. it's a beautiful day the pitch is perfect we've got two good teams one fighting against relegation the other just well they'll just play their natural game and wait to see if they can play in the Champions League they've certainly um, nailed down that second spot and um, but um, I think it'd be a crying shame honestly I think to keep them out of the the, you know the the best competition in Europe club competition in Europe I think it'd be a crying shame but uh, you know rules are rules and if they've broken them then, uh, then they have to pay the consequences I, um, sorry, oh, I picked up your eye there. I, was, I think it's sitting next to a Scotsman. Week after week, I've developed um, a few little Scottish ticks. Uh, I do apologise, Kenny. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I've lived in uh, in London here for quite a long time. Um, I have managed to hold on to my accent, but uh, I've got a few little colloquialisms that um, I use, which I, I never used to use when I was a child growing up in, uh, in Glasgow. Right. So as I say, about eight or nine minutes to go. I think I'm going to throw uh, back to the studio so we can get updates on the other games just to remind you the games that are being played today do excuse the rustle of my um, my pages there so uh, yes so Norwich are playing Burnley and that of course is, is a fairly irrelevant dead rubber but West Ham are away at Man United Brighton are at home to Newcastle Bournemouth are at home to Southampton that is a massive game and Villa are at home to Arsenal and uh, it'll be interesting to see we could have a club relegated today if either Brighton or Bournemouth actually lose and West Ham and Villa and Watford get points we could have been in a situation where it could all be done and dusted before next weekend uh, personally I rather hope that isn't the case because I do like it to be exciting on the last day of, uh, of the season but um, we'll have to wait and see uh, how those results go today uh, and uh, yeah I'm going to throw you back to the studio you'll come back to us just before kick-off where Kenny and I will bring you full commentary here on FTREFM Radio and welcome back to the Vicarage Road Stadium. Sorry you caught me on the hop there studio. I was just looking down at my paperwork. The players are, in fact, out on the pitch already and are ready to kick off.' I'm very prompt. Uh, I know there's a lot going on today, so you've come back literally just as kickoff is about to be taken, and it is going to be Watford uh, uh, taking this uh, first half kickoff, shooting from left to right as we look down from the top of the Sir Elton John stand where we are uh, seated. The day is um, yeah, a little bit overcast, a little bit chilly, um, and not a brilliant day. The clouds have come rolling in, and um, quite a good day for football. And Dini takes uh, the kick off, and it goes uh, back to De who's back in the side after missing out last week. Uh, alongside me today uh, in the comments box is Kenny McPhee. Kenny, how are you? hey i'm actually very very good today i'm looking forward to this game and i'm trying to keep an eye on some of the other games that are taking place in this uh, incredible uh, relegation battle normally by now you've got two down and uh two of uh, those two are safe and he's basically fighting out between two teams but today he's still got five teams in it and that's very exciting uh, for the neutral like me but uh heart and the mouth time for uh, the fans of those teams absolutely right and um game as usual has got off to a fairly slow start Watford just happy to keep the ball in their own half Dawson has it at the moment and he's passing it to uh, Cathcart and Cathcart rolls it back to Foster and Foster just knocks it out to his right and um, and kicks it all the way uh, out to the halfway line where Saar is patrolling the touchline. Uh, this uh, Man City side is absolutely packed full of attacking talent and uh, I don't know if Watford are going to be able to hold out but that clearly seems to be the plan with this uh, formation of five at the back Kenny. Aye, it looks like that, they did it at West Ham last week and uh, worked quite well for them I thought, Uh, got their point, Um, perhaps if they'd been a bit more ambitious they could have got all three but also they could have conceded and uh, lost the game and put themselves in more danger so it was a pragmatic uh, approach from Nigel Pearson and he's going to try and repeat the trick but against very very different opposition one of the best teams I've ever seen and one of the best teams in the world I would say despite the fact that Liverpool have been outstanding all season exactly right and um, and uh, still Watford have the ball it's uh, got off to a terribly slow start this game it's being played at walking pace it is the end of the season players are tired and Manchester City are safe in second spot so uh, if they win their appeal they will be playing Champions League football next season Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, the outcome when they go for their appeal Yeah, so Chalabar has the ball and he's alongside Decore we haven't seen this match up in Watford central midfield before it's normally either Chalabar and Capu or Capu and Decore but Capu obviously is suspended for this game due to um, a certain amount of uh, throat-grabbing on uh, Declan Rice not to say that he didn't deserve it after a horrific tackle he put in on Capoue, and then followed it up with a headbutt so he's out for the rest of the season mm-hmm. I think West Ham will certainly rue that and will miss him uh, Declan has the ball at the moment and he's just knocked it back to Jose Holabas the um, irascible uh, Greek-slash-German player who plays at left-back for Watford um, he always looks like him um, There's a sort of storm cloud over his head. I I like the lad, I do. I I like his will to win. I like his competitive spirit. But uh, it can be a loose cannon at times. And he does like to complain to the linesman down there. He wouldn't want to run that line with uh, (laughs) with Josie down there at left back. But uh, he's a good player. He's getting on a bit now. But um, he's still got some fire in his belly. And he's fit as a butcher's dog by the look of him and Olabas has played it forward to Bashiru, and still uh, after nearly three and a half minutes Man says he have not shown very much interest in getting hold of the ball and Bashiro just crosses the halfway line now they do jump into action. and Foden comes across and tries to tackle Bashir and uh, De is there as well and gets the ball from Bashiru, who's uh, been cast adrift there no one really went up to support him in that forward movement we know that uh, the young man likes to get forward but De Bruyne has the ball now and this is dangerous for Watford as soon as he gets on the ball his passing skills are absolutely second to none he knocks it forward to Sterling Sterling is incredibly fast down this right wing and takes on Bashir who, uh, who fouls him there and uh, just puts a little bit of a reducer on him and Sterling gets up and he looks at the referee as if, um, I don't know, as if the, the cheek of the young man to even dream of tackling me or fouling me and uh, that's making me smile. Uh, you see, you get these players they become like royalty, you know, in, in world football and Sterling's definitely one of those and he's a fine, fine player he's got the, on the back of his hard work but uh, when a young player comes in and tackles you like that, you know, you think, well, he's not supposed to do that and that's not... Uh, that's not actually allowed. It is uh, nearly five minutes into the first half of this Premier League game. And uh, currently I'm just uh, hearing in my cans that there, there is no other goals in uh, in the key games. Uh, it is 0-0 uh, Norwich Burnley. That is a bit of a dead rubber, so we probably won't take too much notice. Man United are playing West Ham at home, and that is uh, 0-0 Brighton are at home to Newcastle. They'll be hoping to get some points on the board there. And Bournemouth are at home also against Southampton and uh, it seems like all the teams in the relegation battle apart from West Ham are at home today um, that is a south coast uh, battle and Southampton will certainly um, not be pulling their punches in that one against Bournemouth and then the other game is Aston Villa against Arsenal which is being played at Villa Park uh, so no goals so far after five and a half minutes and um, Sir Walker has come up to take this uh, this free kick it's just inside the Watford half it is uh, Watford nil Manchester City nil at the moment and um Kyle Walker is just standing over the ball and he's, um, he's looking to his coach, um, looking to his coach across him. He, he perhaps seems to be making some sort of hand motion and it's a long way and Walker's on the other side of the pitch, obviously uh, uh, Man City uh, playing towards the rookery end in this first half, and uh, but um, something's being relayed over to, to Kyle and um, he, um, he nods his head. I'm not sure what that was all about, but uh, some of the players have, have gone forward, but none of the, the two centre-backs have stayed back. It's not like... They 're really pushing all the big lads up into the uh, into the box, although there aren 't many um, <laughs> not very many tall gentlemen in this Manchester city side. Uh, du Boyne is there on the edge of the box and, um, and Walker comes in and he uh, he, he takes the free kick, he dobs it, uh, but there Cathcart just heads it away and very easy for him, not really challenged by anybody there and uh, but Fernando, uh, sorry, Fernandinho, Fernando is a, a son by Aberkane, I don't know if you knew that Fernandinho is um, on the halfway line and uh, he picks the ball up and uh, passes it sideways uh, to Otamendi uh, they like to play in the opposition half, Man City where they can and he plays it forward to Foden, Foden very much the pivot in this, uh, in this uh, uh, midfield for Manchester City and Foden plays it out to David Silva, he gets his first touch on the ball this is quite dangerous now. David Silva out there on the right-hand side in front of the Graham Taylor stand across the pitch from where we are. And uh, he's um, now coming up against Dawson and uh, uh, Chalabar and um, Decore coming over. They don't want uh, David Silva to have too much space, but equally they've got to make sure that Foden and De Bruyne are covered as well. And it's going to be difficult for Watford to hold uh, this defensive line against Manchester City. who are so, so good at breaking teams down, but... Um, they nearly did it in, uh, in the past they've, they've had good periods of play against City but they've also been absolutely walloped including a 6-0 here uh, a couple of seasons ago which was pretty hard to watch I can tell you and uh, Foden now has the ball and he's just on the edge of the centre circle in the Watford half uh, it is still uh, Watford nil, Manchester City 0 we are now 8 minutes into the first half and he plays it out to De Bruyne now. De Bruyne and it's coming uh, down the right hand side uh, in front of the Graham Taylor stand and he's uh, my goodness me that is a good bit of football there he's, uh, he's taken on uh, he's taken on uh, Bashir he's beaten him and he's now got Holabas to deal with this will be an interesting matchup and uh, Holabas comes out and he just puts his foot through the ball there that's good play from Holabas no messing around just clears the line De Bois is looking a bit cross with himself slightly lost control of the ball there I think Kenny and uh, gave Holabas the chances to boot it all the way down into the into the Manchester City half for a throw in to Manchester City huh, Thought so far Kenny Hey, well, it's an um, interesting start Man City don't seem to have a lot of tempo I think that's one of the reasons Pep was, was, was screaming and shouting and He was saying, come on, get on with it you know, They're there for the taking, the are nervous walk through they're, they're, they're set up against us with a, with a couple of buses there in front of the goal And they're going to try and keep us out And just to, to up the tempo and play the football that they know they can play And... Uh, but uh, so far it's been quite slow from both teams but Watford as you say, just going to sit deep and um, try and absorb as much pressure Would they can do it for 90 minutes I really have no idea it is a, a throw in there and it is Walker to, uh, to take it and uh, he throws the ball in to De Bruyne and De Bruyne plays it straight back to him knocks it sideways to Fernandinho who knocks it forward to Foden but they're still in their own half they're not really getting forward we haven't seen anything of Aguero yet he was just sitting up there at the front um, with Dawson, Cavaselli, and Cathcart playing close attention to him uh, of course Bernardo Silva also in the side playing uh, in, a, in a more forward position perhaps than normal uh, in a three up front and uh, David Silva just behind him so the two Silvers uh, are on that left-hand side of um, of the Man City team, and they are currently it is David Silva on the ball now, and he is crossing the halfway line. Bernardo Silva is um, running, turns with his back to goal for many. He is there by him, and then he plays the ball into Bernardo Silva, and that's. Um that's good play. They've got forward very quickly, and there's a not seem to be a lot of space. But Foden is trying to find some space in between Decore and Chalabar there in the middle of the park, and he actually receives the ball um, from Bernardo Silva. And Bernardo Silva turns and runs beyond Feminier, and the ball back to him is a good ball from it, but he's, uh, he's been flagged offside. Bernardo Silva's run um, just a little bit too early for the return pass there, and uh, he's been flagged offside. Now, I suspect that Foster will take this, and in his usual fashion, he will take a great deal of time. Uh, <laughs> to take it, and um, Foster is uh, wandering over uh, as if he doesn't have a care in the world. And uh, he gets the ball from for many, many and he places it down. It's just outside the area uh, on a sort of corner of the area there, and that's um, where this offside is going to be taken. Uh, Watford are shooting uh, towards the Vicarage Road end, as I say. And so, uh, Foster is just sort of just to our left uh, as we look down. and um, He's placing the ball down and he's wandering around and, and thinking what he can do <laughs> to waste a bit more time we're turning nearly 11 minutes into this into this first off it is uh it is Watford nil and uh, it is uh, Man City nil and uh Fossil now just knocks the ball forwards to Femenia, still in his own half who turns and plays it into Saar and Saar now um, he's at, at back behind Bernardo Silva So he's got a run at David Silva And David Silva's not the quickest these days And so just knocks it outside of him And um, oh, that's good play from his Melisada He's got behind uh, Silva and, um, and now he's got Mendy in front of him He's going to either go outside into the byline or cut inside and hit it with his left foot and Mendy comes out, he's a big strong lad Mendy but he's not as quick as uh, Saar and and Saar stops in his tracks, turns, comes back inside, tries to hit it with his left foot but then chooses not to and does a kind of Croyfish turn and goes back around the outside of Mendy, Mendy completely bamboozled by that move from Saar what a lovely bit of skill that was from the young man and now he's got into the byline and he's cutting in and coming towards the box now and Mendy's having to drop very deep to pick him up and he plays it to the side Dina! from Troy Dini, he hits it hard with his right foot, the ball comes across from Saar he hits it absolutely cleanly. Ottomendi pulled out of position by Ismail Saar and he takes up his position there and the ball is perfectly weighted. And he hits it first time just inside the Manchester City area and the ball flies past Edison before he can even move his feet or hands. It's a, it's a wonderful goal, Troy Dini is going... Absolutely insane in front of the Man City fans there, and uh, he's really given them the word. And they're not liking another tour, they're not enduring another tour. And he may well get booked for that celebration, although he is at home. And that was the position on the pitch. Does he have to really run across to his own fans? He can about all rights, as far as I can see. And, uh, and he's being absolutely mobbed by his teammates. And that goal could be the goal that keeps Watford in this division. But uh, still uh, just after uh, 12 and a half minutes that goal was scored. And uh, whew, I'm absolutely breathless, Kenny. Hi. well, it was all about Ismail Assar I've been saying it week after week This young man is an absolute star in the making And uh, he received the ball from Foster Very good bit of play from Foster And he almost deserves an assist himself Uh, Got it into Assar Just um, behind Bernardo Silva Bernardo Silva made a wee bit of a mistake there If you ask me And uh, as you say, David silver is a very fine playmaker, but he's not quick not anymore. And uh, and he skipped past him as, as if he was just playing with his granddad in the uh, in the back garden. And he got onto Mendy, and Mendy was absolutely, as you see bamboozled. He, he ran straight towards him, which is going to barge into him. Stopped uh, on a sixpence, cut inside onto his left foot, and he kind of dragged the ball back outside and went past into to the byline, and that forced Otto Mendy to come across to try and. Uh, to stop him and uh, Foden was a bit slow to get back I think and, uh, and take up that position and Dean found that wee bit of space up there on his own he's going to have a tough afternoon I suspect but Mani took his chance he hit that absolutely blunderbuss style as we see in Scotland and uh, uh, the ball flew into the top corner and it was a great great goal and this, that's what Trajini can do inside the area is absolutely deadly thank you for that Kenny a brilliant analysis of that goal I have to say and uh, full of um, of humour there as well as uh, and uh, that's why we love having you on the on the show Kenny a fantastic bit of analysis there so Pearson uh, almost no reaction from Nigel Pearson he is a very calm individual his coach is <laughs> dancing around I can see I can see uh, up there also in the in the director's box Gino Pozzo sitting uh, impassively uh, with his arms folded but uh, Scott Dutch was on his feet and he's applauding uh, the is executive applauding his team and uh, that is a fantastic goal for Watford it's now uh, 14 and a half minutes into this first half it is Watford 1, Manchester City nil, and uh, I'm not sure that anybody really um, thought that would uh, happen in the first <laughs> first 15 minutes but uh, now they've got their work cut out but um, obviously uh, it means that Manchester City have to score two goals uh, in order to so win this game and um, two goals is more difficult than one, so uh, we'll see, they've certainly helped out their cause with that wonderful goal, Is Melissa what a fantastic player he is, perhaps a little bit sore uh, from not playing uh, until the end of the game last week and has uh, determined to show uh, what he can do and um, that's an exciting uh, thing for us to, to be able to watch and the, the fans there, the whole ground erupting uh, when Dini hit that uh, ball into the net, and it's so fantastic. A goal from him, and exactly what you want him to do. So, um, and Aguero over to De Bruyne, and De Bruyne looks absolutely furious. I have to say, when the goal went in he slapped the sides of his legs he could not believe um, there's, a, there's a thing about these uh, teams isn't there Kenny when they reach the heights that Man City have reached they, they somehow feel it's morally wrong even to concede a goal against one of the smaller clubs <laughs> that's absolutely right Colin it is morally wrong you're right you see the way that uh, the Liverpool players reacted when they lost 3-0 here I wonder if we are on the verge of something similar and uh, they just couldn't believe it it's just we don't lose to Watford we don't lose to these teams and uh, when they do they do find it very very hard De Bruyne has played it forward to Sterling Sterling uh, is looking a little bit um, well he's not looking at, uh, absolutely at his best form he um, he seems to be has, has had a, a couple of uh, difficult weeks uh, in, in the past couple of weeks with his form, uh, he may be carrying a small knock but anyway he's there and Bashira comes in and tackles him again and that's a good tackle from Bashira. Sterling is complaining that he was caught but uh, the referee has uh, decided that, um, no, no, it's, um, it's Mike Dean today, by the way. Mike Dean just says, no, no, that's not a foul. That's just a good tackle. It's a good bit of play from Bashir. And Bashir is, is squaring up to Sterling here. Sterling's um, shouting at him. He's, he's much smaller, well, Neither of them particularly tall, but he's shouting in Bashiru's face. Again, I think it's to do with, you know, how dare you tackle me? I'm in England international. <laughs> and is just looking at him and he's smiling and then he's laughing at him and he's, uh, he's patting him on the shoulder. Sterling throws his arm away. And the referee comes and says, calm it down, boys, calm it down. We are now uh, 17 uh, minutes into the first half. I mean, I have to say that's quite amusing. The ball has, in fact, gone out for a goal kick to Man City. And Edison has gone across to get the ball. He's got his uh, back to... The uh, the family stand was a great legacy uh, from Graham Taylor. The family stand here it's endured since the 80s when he first started it, and uh, it's wonderful to see it full today with lots of families and children and uh, uh, boys and girls and uh, their parents. Uh, And and I know for a fact that the the cost of those season tickets for all those children is kept uh, uh, about as low as it is possible uh, to keep them, and then that allows the next generation of fans to come through. Wonderful legacy, isn't it, Kenny? I yes, I mean, everything about this stadium, everything about this club just screams. Graham Taylor really, really does. I met the man on a couple of occasions, and uh, and it was, um, well, he, he's just uh, one of those men that just... Sort of inspires you, makes you stand a wee bit taller than you normally would. But the, the family stand thing is probably his greatest legacy. It was the first club, as far as I know, to have such a thing and uh, to bring families together at a time when football was a bit difficult to watch because there was a lot of hooliganism. But uh, to see it there, as you say, Park today and uh, playing Man City, uh, you know, one of the greatest clubs, and to be 1 of up uh, is fantastic. Edison now has actually played the ball already and it has gone forward, but there isn't really anybody. Um, um, and Pep looks furious that he's kicked it long he hates it when they do that because they have immediately lost possession of the ball which will annoy Pep Um, he wants to get hold of this ball and start to dominate this game I'm sure and uh, they're really not hitting their straps at the moment Man City and uh, Watford are are soaking up and filling up all the space making it very difficult for them and there's a little bit of frustration particularly there Sterling Sterling gets the ball again and there's Bashir again tackles him again and uh, the ball Goes inside to Decore who is sitting deep alongside Chalabar and Sterling is complaining again to Mike Dean about that tackle. But uh, really, there's nothing wrong with it. He just doesn't want to be tackled. He wants to keep the ball. I think the frustration is more aimed at himself than it is at Bashir. And Bashir is smiling again, and Diore is having a good laugh with him as uh, the ball is uh, currently now with Sar on the right-hand side, and he plays it into Deeney Deeney with his back to goal, just inside the the, uh, the Manchester City half. for playing extremely well in these first few minutes. Very slow start, but they've picked up the tempo. Foden comes in and goes through the back of. Deanie and Dini goes down and he's not happy about that. He's only just come back from a, a slight ankle injury, and he gets up and he gives Foden, um, well what you might call an old-fashioned look Kenny. Yeah. aye <laughs> He certainly did. And, and Foden wanted to stand uh, tool to tour, but he decided maybe it was better just to turn the jaw back to his own penalty area. That wasn't a very. That wasn't a very really cultured tackle there from Fulton. I think he's trying to match up what, with what Bichutti's doing over there with Stirling, but that was a clumsy one from him, and uh, he's a wee bit better than that. So Dini is, uh, is just standing over the ball. He's going to take it. Uh, I don't think there's much uh, effort really here to get men forward. They know how dangerous uh, City can be on the break. So he knocks it back, in fact, to Chalabar, and Chalabar knocks it all the way back to Dawson. who's playing in this, I like to call it the Nibero role, the, uh, the, the sweeper role. He's uh, currently just in front of uh, Cathcart and so He really had very little to do so far in this game and uh, Dawson plays it out to Holobas, and Holabas brings the ball forward slowly and uh, there's Sterling coming past Bashiro, trying to get uh, some pressure on the ball from Holabas and uh, Holabas just turns sideways and uses his shoulder to keep Sterling away uses his arm there not, not illegally I don't think and, and just chips it through to Bashiro. but uh, De Bruyne is right there on Bashiro, and he forces Bashiro to uh, to play it across the field which is uh, dangerous as Foden moves up and here comes David Silva as well they're all moving up now and, and pressing the ball and this press can be very very difficult to break and you, if you haven't got out ball or someone wide and there's only Dini really up there and Jarawa plays it to Firmini and Firmini just puts his laces through it uh, in the direction of Dini but it's uh, nowhere near him really and um, now Otamendi has the ball about halfway into the man city half they are uh, playing from right to left uh, playing towards the rookery and in this first half we are now 21 minutes almost halfway through this first half and it is Watford 1 Manchester City near a wonderful goal from Deeney after about 12 and a half minutes uh, wonderful work from Saar down the right um, beat to uh, David Silva uh, as you said what you say um, as if he was playing against his, uh, his grandfather in the back garden <laughs> and, uh, yes and then, and then passed Mendy with a, a lovely uh, sort of croy flight turn and, uh, went round the outside of him and drew the centre back across and played the ball perfectly to Deeney, who just Hit it last time and a uh, devastating blow uh, for Manchester City, although, as I say, they are secure in and uh, second place so edison now uh, has retrieved the ball in front of the rookie although uh, harry the Point there is some having a, a bit of a play with him edison's not uh, really keen on that and uh, just sort of stares at him um, <laughs> tells him uh, pretty much what he thinks of him and uh, just with his eyes and takes the ball puts it down on the six yard line and plays it straight to fernandinho there in the, um, just inside the box and uh, watford are not up and pressing here so they have the ball and this time pep looks uh, more relieved he hasn't knocked it long and um, Fernandinho plays at Otamendi. Otamendi is a uh, a good player, but he does sometimes make a mistake, and I think he he slightly made a mistake there. He perhaps should have allowed Silva to come back or let Mendy, um, uh, you know, get round and, and get back on side so, rather than being drawn out. And he, he did leave a massive hole there in the centre of that Man City defence. So uh, Otamendi is not someone you can entirely rely on. Like, as I said at the beginning of the game, it seems to me that that back four is is uh, you know sort of mid-table really and um, the front six are you know Champions League win and winning quality anyway now as I say 22 and a half minutes into the first half and uh, Foden has the ball and He's just there on the halfway line and the game has to really slow down. It is very difficult for Man City to get any kind of pace because as soon as they get the ball, Watford uh, retreat into this 5-4-1 formation and and Dini occasionally drops in as well to make it a 5-5 and that is hard, there's literally no space anywhere in the Watford half for Man City to get any traction and uh, Bernardo Silva there is in between Saar and Firminier. He's got his uh, boots right out on the touchline. David Silva is in a more central position. The three central midfielders playing uh, alongside each other. Foden gets the ball back again and uh, Watford in no hurry to come out Uh, they're trying desperately Man City to draw uh, Watford out but they're just not going to budge especially now they've got a 1-0 lead and then Deeney comes in and uh, uh, plays close attention to Foden Foden uh, uses his arm to push him away he's not intimidated by, by the big Watford captain that's for sure despite having put a, <laughs> put a rather nasty tackle on him uh, a few minutes ago. And he plays it out to De Bruyne. Now, De Bruyne is looking to get forward. Sterling now is coming forward and Bashir is tracking his run. Uh, De Corre comes over to track uh, De Bruyne there and put a bit him under a bit of pressure. But he gets it forward to Sterling. Bashir is still on him. And Bashira puts a sliding tackle in again for the third time. And the ball goes out for a Man City throw-in. And this time, I don't think Sterling can really have any complaints. Um, so it will be a Manchester... City throw-in, and just while we're waiting for that to happen, we're going to just, uh, all the other games, there's still no goals, so Aston Villa is nil against Arsenal, nil, and uh, Bournemouth versus Southampton is nil-nil, and uh, Brighton is nil-nil against Newcastle, and West Ham United are holding on there at Old Trafford, also nil-nil. So no goals in those games so far, after 24 and a half minutes, and uh, Walker's come down, uh, to uh, take this uh, throw in inside the Watford half and he throws it across the field to Foden Foden uh, seeing a lot of ball so far in this first half plays it out uh, to his left excuse me there uh, just um, all this talking just, I tend to it's a fizzy drink anyway we, we all know about that <laughs> Silva's got the ball and he plays it forward to Bernardo Silva and Bernardo Silva plays it into Aguero and I believe that may be Aguero's first touch on the ball and is looking to turn and twist and Dawson's there with him now and Cabaselli comes out to join as two on one here but that leaves space for someone else and Bernardo Silva comes inside and receives the ball back from Aguero Firminia comes across to close him down David Silva runs into that gap and Bernardo Silva plays it out Onto to that left-hand side of the Man City team and uh, David Silva now playing as a, as a left winger which is an unusual position for him to be in but Bernardo Silva is just inside him and receives the ball back from him Now and this time David Silva goes beyond Firmino and gets the return pass from Bernardo Silva and he's not offside and he clips the ball in and Aguero brings it on his chest and shoots but uh, it's a weak shot from Aguero it, it never really looked like he got that right and Foster just, um, just catches it very comfortably and so after 25 and a half minutes of this game it is still Watford 1, Manchester City 0. And uh, Foster has the ball uh, in his arms and he's just bouncing it there. And he's got at least 25 seconds, I think, legally before he has to kick it. So he's uh, certainly going to use up all those seconds if he can. Holabas is having a remonstration over there with the uh, <laughs> classic Jose Holabas. He is yelling at the linesman, um, saying that there was definitely an offside, that David Silva, when he received the ball back, was offside. And how come he didn't flag? And the linesman... Uh, is impassive standing there just uh, not even really looking at Jose which does infuriate him and um, in the the end Cathcart comes along and grabs a the arm. come on Jose leave him alone and uh, he's just doing his job and maybe he got it right or wrong but you know let's just get on with the game we're 1-0 up and uh, Jose sort of stares and glares at Cathcart there and Wanders up the pitch, and Foster still hasn't released this ball. And um, the Man City players are complaining. Particularly Sterling, he's getting himself into a into quite a, a state here today. he extremely seems to be extremely frustrated with the way things are going, and he's he's shouting at uh, Mike Dean to say, "Come on, get him, get him playing!" You know, it's, it's, this, this is time wasting. You've got to do something about that. We're now 27 minutes into this first half. It's Watford one, Man City nil, and. Um, and Foster has the ball and he just uh, rolls it out to Cabaselli, plays it back to him, plays it out to Firminia. And that's uh, slightly caught Man City um, off guard because I think they felt that uh, he would go long. But this time he hasn't. So now the Man City players do move forward. Bernardo Silva sprinting forward to put Firminia um, under a press. And uh, he's being followed by David Silva and Aguero, Sterling, Foden and De Bruyne all coming forward. And uh, even the back four are moving up now not quite to the halfway, halfway line but uh, moving up to, to compress the play for Watford Firmini plays it to Saar Saar's a clever player there he's got David Silva who I don't think will let him get past him quite as easily again in this game knocks it into Chalabar continues his run and receives the ball back from Chalabar Saar out there on the right wing Damisilver has tracked his run this time and puts a tackle in and uh, it's a sort of sliding one-footed tackle and uh, connects with the ball. Saar jumps over the top of Silva and it goes out for a Watford throw. I'm, uh, I'm actually hearing some news of a goal um, f- uh, elsewhere and um, I think we're going to have to go to, to Villa Park. It's uh, nearly 28 minutes in. Uh, my good friend Mike Hodges is at Villa Park. Mike, what's just happened? Oh! Colin yes I'm here at Villa Park and a uh, goal has been scored and the goal has gone to Arsenal it's uh, uh, Saka scored a goal after just uh, 28 minutes and uh, yes the away fans are very excited and uh, this is very difficult for Villa they need to get back into this game uh, they want to get points on the board and it was a good goal from Saka and um, coming straight back to you Colin So we now have a goal in one of the other games. It is now Aston Villa New, Arsenal 1. And uh, Villa will, will be hoping to get back into that game, uh, particularly with the result here. If things go well for Watford, they could be uh, secure in their Premier League status at the end of this game. They're currently 1-0 up. Now, Edison has the ball. And uh, Edison decides to uh, the free kick was taken while we were uh, up there uh, uh, and uh, the ball made its way back to Edison in the Man City goal and yeah not a very good bit of play there so Edison has uh, rolled the ball out to Walker and uh, Walker has played it forward to De Bruyne still in their own half still rather creaky this Man City performance so far not really finding their rhythm and what for doing a good job to, uh, to stultify their forward movement suffocating any kind of threat from this Manchester City side Aguero has the ball just inside the Watford half, Dini with him now, Dini's come deep to, uh, to help out his teammates, it's good and bad because it means there's no ball if they win the ball but uh, Dini is doing his job at the moment and Aguero is not enjoying um, the attentions of Troy Dini and uh, I, I don't blame him, he's about twice his size, or certainly twice his uh, muscle mass I would say, but Aguero's a fine player Eventually, he just turns and plays it sideways to Sterling. Bashiru, oh dear, oh dear. Bashiru goes right in there. He anticipates the pass and uh, tries to win the ball, but he gets more of the man than he, he does the ball. And this time, uh, Mike Dean has no choice. Sterling standing there, complaining bitterly about the uh, attentions he's receiving from Tom Deli Bashiru. And uh, after just coming up to 30 minutes of this first half, Tom Deli Bashiru is the first man to be booked. And. Um, At this time of the season, Kenny, sorry we haven't heard from you for a while, Um, there's been quite a lot going on. Um, Players, uh, well particularly players in relegation battles, um get a bit feisty don't they what well, they can do and uh, getting booked in the first half is not ideal no it's not and um, the lad's been playing very well he didn't really need to make a tackle as uh, robustly as that and uh, that's a shame he's got booked because that'll mean he'll have to take a step back and that will give Sterling more chance to, to get forward and uh, and to, to maybe uh, influence the game more because as you see Man City are not exactly playing at the, the top level it's quite a poor performance from them I expected to see a lot more of the two silvers and and Aguero Sterling and De Bruyne are very very good players but Watford so far are handling them quite well and the goal really has rocked Man City And uh, but Bashiru getting the book in there that's, um, that's a tough on the, on, the, on the young lad but uh, he's uh, having a good game and I suspect he'll just sort his head out and carry on Sterling looks a lot more annoyed and frustrated than, than Bashiri does and, uh, and uh, so that's a, that's a good thing he's got inside his head a little bit there I think <laughs> Bashiri and, uh, I don't think he'll hold that but he definitely won't want to get a second book in and it's going to be Walker again to take this he's over there on the other side of the pitch um, in front of the Graham Taylor stand and he's uh, he's getting a fair amount of stick um, from some young lads who come up to the the wall uh, there but when you get to the halfway line at this stadium on that side of the pitch you can stand with your head sort of level with the grass and there's three, uh, they look like they're 12 or 13 Kenny and they're uh, certainly giving Carl Walker uh, a great deal of abuse I, I don't blame them uh, in a way because uh, you try to help your team and if you can put him off his stride make him a big cross and distract him And uh, I don't know what they're saying to him I don't really want to know if, I, if I'm honest calling, but uh, Walker is just ignoring it he's a true professional he's played far too much professional football to be worried by uh, three little scamps there <laughs> giving him some abuse but it is quite amusing some of the adults behind him they're, they're, they're laughing because they uh, that is quite a funny thing to see, do you not, do you not think? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, anyway, Carl Walker has now taken it, he's knocked it uh, down the line to De Bruyne. De Bruyne out there, wide on the touchline with Sterling in front of him. Sterling comes short and uh, that means Holabas has to uh, come forward a little bit, which allows Cathcart to come across into that, more into that left-back position, Dawson dropping into a centre-back. Position and uh, and uh, the De Bruyne plays it to Sterling. Sterling knocks it into Foden. Foden uh, immediately plays it back to Sterling. Sterling tries to get past Hollebas, and Hollebas trips him, and it's now going to be a. Poor old Sterling, uh, he's getting the treatment today from these uh, Watford players and uh, it looks like it's Holabas' turn to uh, do the tackling and he's given away a free kick there but it wasn't bad enough for a yellow and Sterling's screaming and jumping up and down saying, you know, why aren't you protecting me? It's uh, got elements of Wilfred Zaha, this performance I would say, um, uh, from Sterling but uh, referee's calming him down saying, no, it's just a foul. It's a a free kick. It's a free kick in a dangerous area about three or four yards uh, in front of the Watford area and uh, just out uh, to the right so um, down there in front of the Grand Taylor stand and I suspect it will be Walker to take it Watford are putting a wall together Deeney's complaining that he didn't think that was a foul so is Hollabas, but uh, he's pushed Hollabas away the captain he doesn't want him getting booked for descent and Dean is just saying oh, know, that was a bit of a soft one wasn't it Mike uh, maybe we can chat about it uh, over the beer after the game I don't suppose he is saying that but uh, anyway um, now Watford are making a wall and in front of uh, the Rookery end there and it's uh, Cathcart uh, is uh, going into that wall alongside Holabas and Chalabar has come into it just a three man wall I think that's probably wise the rest of the players are all in the box in fact no uh, Cathcart's coming out of the wall he's waiting for Saar to come across Saar has gone into that wall with Chalabar and Jose Holabas Dini has come back into the box the only player staying forward actually is Firmenia which is an interesting choice but he is quick and and as he is uh, quite diminutive in stature there's not much point having him uh, in there uh, in the box So uh, uh, most of the uh, front six are well the, the whole front six have come forward the back four uh, are staying uh, reasonably deep on the halfway line the last thing they want is to concede a second goal and uh, Walker is the one taking the free kick and uh, he's just lining it up now he's got his left arm in the air I'm not going to say what I normally say because I know people get terribly annoyed with me and bored for saying it so <laughs> I'm not going to uh, to say that and here comes... The, he's going to strike the ball now. The free kick is taken. It comes into the box. It's a nice delivery from him. And Fernandinho, uh, on the edge of the box, receives it after a header away from Caboselli. And Fernandinho takes a snapshot, and uh, that just goes over Foster's bar. And again, slightly weak play from Manchester City. Kenny, I I don't really understand um, what's going on with this city side. <laughs> you know, normally they're so dominant. I think the possession rates is like 50-50 or something at the moment, and. Uh, very very uh, difficult to understand why it's just, it's just not working for them at the moment and um, maybe they just uh, need to have a chat with themselves, get forward, it is the end of the season they are secure in second place, sometimes it can be a wee bit hard to motivate yourself for, uh, for uh, that extra 3 or 4% that you need in your performance to really dominate and Watford have got a bit between their teeth, or a bit of fire in their belly as you say and uh, they're fighting relegation so there's a lot on it for them and that's true and, uh, and Foster has uh, got the ball back and uh, the rookery have reluctantly given him a ball back. They're singing his song, Super Super Benny Foster. They, they love him here. He has been uh, a wonderful servant for them. Uh, and uh, he has made, well, he's certainly got them many, many points, I think, uh, uh, in this uh, in this part of the season over the past few games. He's made some saves, which has uh, definitely delivered more points to Watford than they would have had if he had not been there with a goalkeeper of less ability. But he's taking his time. We're now... 36 minutes into this uh, first half uh, just nine more minutes to go and I'm sure Watford will be hoping that uh, they can hold on uh, at 1-0 to the half-time interval and go in and regroup and and go again in the second half aye that's right they they will be and um, you know there's a huge psychological advantage to get half the game done and uh, only concede one only score one goal and don't concede a goal and when you go in at half-time ahead it gives you an enormous psychological boost you just feel Stronger and feel like you're less tired. You've got more energy and uh, you want to come out and do it all over again in the second half and get this three points, and which would, I think really effectively um, mean that Watford will be, if not mathematically safe, but almost entirely safe from uh, from the dreaded relegation. And yes, um, obviously, everyone here on FTRE on radio and uh, in the ground here, the fans um, are hoping that Watford can do exactly that. We're still waiting for Foster to take this. It's now nearly 38 minutes into uh, into this first half, and uh, and Foster takes. Then uh, he does kick it long this time, and uh, that seems to be a sensible thing to do. If someone in a yellow and black shirt can get uh, the ball down, and Deeney, in fact, uh, heads it uh, backwards uh, towards his own players, and chalabar gets it, and that's uh, uh, clever there from Deeney, and uh, chalabar brings it down nicely and plays it out wide to sar And David Silva is there, uh, pressing Sarr again, and Sarr just turns, uh, comfortably plays it back to Firminia, Firminia knocks it forward to Chalaboyna in a little triangle there, out there on the right-hand side uh, as Watford shoot towards the Vicarage Road end, so just down in front of us here at the top of the Sir Elton John stand it nice it, it was a little bit warmer but it is uh, quite chilly here I bought my big coat and uh, I didn't think I'd have to use it but I, I have actually got it on now uh, for your information and uh, <laughs> I'm sure um, the listeners are uh, delighted to know that I'm wearing my big coat Ah well you know these uh, little details are very important you know in a, in a radio commentary calling <laughs> and uh, well thank you we'll discuss your attire maybe a bit later uh, Kelly but um Chalabar on the ball and Foden's come up and they are very lackluster at the moment Man City there they're not really snapping into tackles they're not really pressing with any intent and Chalabar easily just a- a- avoids the attentions of Foden there and plays it forward in fact to Dini and Dini uh, turns and knocks it out to to Bashiru who is desperate to get on, the, on, on a forward run and he tries to now and Sterling is tracking his run in fact Sterling um, <laughs> Sterling Sterling um, uh, repays the favour that Bashiro has done him and has, um, yes, that's, well, in fact, uh, interestingly, Mike Dean has come across and booked Sterling for that tackle and uh, I think there's a, an element of uh, intent there from Sterling. He uh, it wasn't, well, uh, yes, I can see it now on the monitor. They're doing a replay. In fact, uh, Mike Dean had a perfect view of that. He kind of came down with his foot and uh, he missed the ball and he got Bashiro on the toe and Bashiro is dancing around holding his left foot. Um, nasty that when that happens and uh, I think the referee felt that he... Um, Oh, no, they're checking it. VAR are checking it for possible foul play. Um, I'm surprised. I don't think it's uh, worthy of a red, can we do? No, I, I, I don't, but I definitely think it's a yellow. I mean, I think he went to take him out. There's no doubt about it. There was intent there. He um, came down. His foot came down in a vertical direction. Uh, he, he didn't try to sweep the ball away or tackle the ball. He just went to stamp on the fellow's foot. He, he could be in trouble here. And um, this is... Um, uh, got his hand up to his ear, the internationally recognised sign for VAR, and the Watford fans are dearly hoping that uh, Sterling will be sent off. Here, off, off, off come the screams from the rookery end, and... Uh and Moss has gone over to the monitor, and um, I'm not sure we've seen that here before at the Ridge Road, he's going to go and have a look, and he's looking at it now in slow motion, I think it's very unfair to watch it in slow motion, he's always, almost always look worse in slow motion, but he's looking at it now, and uh, we are coming up for 40 minutes into this first half, just five more minutes to go, and he's, and uh, no, no, he's, um, he is going to uh, just stay with his original decision, the yellow card comes back out, and it is a yellow card for Sterling, Sterling is absolutely apoplectic with rage, and uh, eventually, Fernandinho comes across and uh, just uh, drags the the young man away. He's not not had a good game, Sterling. He hasn't had any change out of Bashir. And the one time he tries to get the ball back off him, he um, he had a little bit of red mist there. I uh, I think that's right. I think I think he he was a bit frustrated there. That's really unlike him really. Uh, I know he likes to you know put it about a bit Sterling. And he we had a famous um, sort of contretemps with Gomez. You remember that the Liverpool player? And uh, he's a lot taller than Sterling, but he's, Sterling's not afraid of that sort of thing. And uh, and Bashiru is uh, again just laughing and uh, trying to run off the the sword tools that he's got there <laughs> But uh, he's gone forward and Holabas is, uh, is going to take this free kick Yes Holabas comes uh, up uh, from his left uh, back position to uh, place the ball And uh, he's a good, he can be a very very good striker of a dead ball he has gone forward to the edge of the area And in fact Chalabar um, and uh, Saar have come in So the three of them are standing very close together to try and uh, make something of this free kick And... Here comes the ball from Malabas, and uh, Dini is the first one to it, uh, ultimately not able to get to it before him, and Dini knocks it down, and so has it at his feet, and knocks it back into Chalabar, and Chalabar just stops and plays it back to the Decore, who's behind it, back there on the halfway line, and the ball comes all the way back to Dawson and Cabaselli, and then eventually... To foster that will frustrate Watford fans they were in a good position but uh, perhaps uh, pragmatism there um, taking the place of ambition uh, yeah, there's no need to take risks You know we know how good they can be Man City and we know how quick they can attack you um, from a defensive position and uh, I think that was clever play by chalaba but you're right the fans want to see a second goal they've got their hearts in their mouths and um, 1-0 against Man City very rarely enough is it no, so we're now 41 minutes, just, just a few minutes uh, into it, and Froster kicks the ball uh, uh, long, and uh, in fact it's David Silver who gets on the ball, so um, retreats to try and pick up his run, and makes it inside to Foden. Foden now uh, on the halfway line, and um, looking to get the ball into a more attacking area. The joiner is calling for it just out to his right, and gets the ball from Foden, and he joiner makes a run at like but Bashir. Bashir is unable to stop the joiner. Does a sort of jink and comes inside him between Bashiru and Decorey And uh, Sterling is ahead of him there with Holabas And he plays the ball forward to Sterling. And Sterling is past Holabas And he's uh, down there to the byline. And he crosses the ball. And Aguero! How did he get on that ball? It's extraordinary for such a small man. He scores so many headers. It was a wonderful cross from Sterling. Not something that uh, is always associated with that player. And Aguero just somehow managed. How did he find space there? between Cathcart, Cabocelli, and Dawson. um, There's a hint of offside about it, I think, but uh, I suspect um, they might check that. uh, But uh, what a wonderful cushioned heavy. He headed it back across goal, and Foster, who had anticipated it going to his far post, um, was caught off-guard there, and the ball just nestles into the net, and uh, the Man City fans uh, at the other end of the pitch, in the away end, are dancing up and down, and that is uh, Watford 1-1. Manchester City won, and that is uh, such a shame for Watford. They have worked so hard to keep them out, but um, just a very good bit of play from De Bruyne who went past Bashir uh, as if he wasn't there. He got it uh, into Sterling, and Sterling beat Holabas and uh, his cross was inch perfect. Uh, Aguero, just with a little dive in the run, found it. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Uh, a hair's breadth of space uh, Behind Dawson But between Cathcart and Cavacelli They're looking at each other They just can't understand How on earth he's got his head on that But he has And um, they are They have checked it It's not offside And that goal will stand And we are 43 and a half minutes Into this first half And the Watford players Are standing there Looking absolutely abject They've worked so hard They've got themselves in front Wonderful goal from Dini And uh, Oh dear me And uh, now it is uh, Watford 1 Manchester City 1 And And um, now it is the turn of the Manchester City players to congratulate themselves Bernardo Silva there is a, a sort of mobbing poor <laughs> Aguero's at the bottom of a pile and I hope he doesn't get injured I do often wonder whether that's ever happened or does happen I, I, you know I know when I was at Everton it happened to one of our best players he scored a wonderful goal and um and we all went and piled on top of him and <laughs> when he got up he had a, he had a, he'd had hurt his ankle so badly he barely walk off the pitch and the manager went absolutely mad as you can imagine. What are you thinking of doing boys? <laughs> you killed him, you practically killed him. Anyway, uh, we went on to draw that game so um, yeah, I remember it quite clearly and avoided any kind of bundles like that but you can't blame them really. Uh, it's exciting when you score a goal. It is. So we're now... Uh, coming up to uh, 44 and a half minutes, just uh, 30 seconds left of this first half and it's been quite an exciting, well no it hasn't been an exciting game, there's been some exciting moments in the game, Watford have played very deep uh, snuffed out any threats uh, as much as they could but uh, City have found a way uh, to exploit a tiny weeny bit of space and Aguero has done what Aguero does, what an incredible player he is, world, world class and um, it's surprising that he hasn't got three or four Champions League medals to his name but um, Uh, he is really uh, a wonderful player to watch it's a privilege to watch him even though he hasn't done a great deal in this game, when the moment came uh, he was able to take his chance Uh, it looks like there's going to be one minute of added time at the end of this first half and uh, it's Deeney, Uh, he's going to take the the restart and he knocks it out wide to Saar this time and does just boots it in frustration all the way over the top of Edison's goal there into the rookery stand and the uh, rookery end stand and um, he just stamps his feet and wanders back and Deany comes along puts his arm over his shoulder and says look you know it's one all we've still got a point in this game possibly and um, so don't get, don't let the frustration get to you just keep your mind on the job at least I would say that's roughly what he's saying he Maybe say, saying something completely different but in a way quite a good uh, uh, tactic there just to put the ball out and I suspect when Edison takes this uh, goal kick it will be the end of the first half and here comes uh, Edison to, to take it now. Um, Mike Dean has got his hand in the air, blows the whistle, and Edison takes it. And then, indeed, there is the end of the first half. Mike Dean with three peeps on his re- uh, on his whistle. And uh, the players are trooping off now uh, just to go into the dressing rooms just below us here in the Sorelton Johnstown. I don't know if you've been in these dressing rooms. They're absolutely state of the art. They're beautiful. The home dress, I've been to the away dressing. The home dressing room is absolutely lovely. Uh, fantastic facilities in there, um, and uh, Nigel Pearson had, had went down that uh, tunnel very quickly. He's obviously got a lot on his mind, a lot of things to say. A point here would be fantastic for Watford. Um, three points, of course, would, as you say, almost guarantee safety. But uh, it's going to be very difficult for them. What's your thoughts on that first half, Kenny? I well, I thought Watford set this stall out very well, and um, they they obviously worked on it very very hard. This five four. One formation And it worked very well For them up at um, West Ham They didn't get a goal In that game But um, they got the point Which is uh, the most important thing Away from home They've not been great Away from home In recent weeks So I think they wanted to Try and repeat the trick But against Man City It's very very difficult But Man City have been A bit lacklustre A bit slow A bit heavy footed There's been some frustration there And uh, both Sterling And uh, Bashiru Have been booked And I think Sterling may have been a wee bit lucky Um there's almost a stamp I've looked at it a few times since that happened almost a stamp but he'll have to be careful Sterling and maybe um, maybe Pep will think about uh, replacing him because he won't want to go down to 10 men uh, in this game and um, but uh, yeah Tom daly is really a uh, been very good for, for Watford again Chalabar I have to say I think Chalabar is becoming a very important player for this Watford side he's very calm he's found his form Pearson has encouraged him and uh, I thought he had a, an excellent game but the star obviously of the first half for Watford was Ismail Assar with the work he did down the right wing there and his ball across and Dini just absolutely slammed it it was a great goal so there's been as you see some exciting moments and then in the gaps quite a lot of very very dull football <laughs> oh Kenny, you do make me laugh I mean, uh, that's the kind of honesty we like here on FTRE FM radio So um, uh, I'm just going to uh, update you with the scores from the other key games So um, no goals in most of the games But uh, uh, we've got a goal uh, at Villa Park And Arsenal are leading Villa 1-0 Which is obviously very bad for Villa Who are on the same number of points as what for 38 points and so they will be hoping maybe to get back into that game and, and get a point and, and just pull themselves a bit clear. It's still nil-nil down uh, at the um, Vitality where Bournemouth are playing Southampton. Uh, Brighton at the Annex are playing Newcastle United and that is also nil-nil. And at Old Trafford um, uh, the United players are going off to the sound of 71,000 boos. Um, they haven't been able to break down West Ham United in that first time. West Ham United minus Depton-Dryce of course and uh, that is also nil-nil. And here the score at Vicarage Road is Watford 1, Manchester City 1, and I am going to throw you back to the studio for more updates, and you'll be back here just in time for the second half. And welcome back to Vicarage Road here on FTRE FM Radio. My name is Colin Mace, alongside me is Kenny McPhee, and we've had a, a, a strange first half, and some exciting moments, but on the whole, um, a bit of a a strange one. Uh, not a lot happening. Man City a bit slow in their build-up and Watford just sitting back and trying to soak up pressure. D scored a nice goal uh, in the first half of about 12.5 minutes and Aguero got on to a cross um, and uh, managed to uh, stick his header away to make it one all. And uh, we're hoping maybe for a slightly more exciting and better game in the second half, aren't we Kenny? uh we are, but um, it'll be interesting to see what, what we do on all this. It's going to be very difficult to hold on to that f- uh, for 45 minutes, but um, uh, certainly going to give it a go. We've actually kicked off um, with all the excitement in the studio and all the going around the grounds and this uh, crazy relegation battle that uh, we're covering today. Um, we've already kicked off, and um, it's actually the ball is back uh, with Edison, who uh, now has his back to the rookery, which is not a, a very happy place, I don't think, for... Opposing goalkeepers, who'd be a goalkeeper, eh, Kenny? <laughs> they're all crazy calling, they really are. Uh, it's, uh, they're all big men as well, so you don't mess with them. But um, yeah, they've got to stand in front of opposing fans uh, on a weekly basis and uh, take the stick that is uh, comes their way. So we're just uh, a minute or so into this second half already and um, there's been no changes at half-time and there's been no goals as yet. My good friend Mike Hodges is at Villa Park and... Um, but uh, we will get uh, relays of messages from the other grounds and I will tell you what the scores are as they come in. Edison drove the ball out to Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker was quite quiet in the first half and uh, the main interest, I think, during the first half was the battle between Sterling and Tom Delibashura. They both ended up getting booked for different infractions at different times and um, Sterling was getting himself quite wound up, wasn't he? I he was, he was, but um, we'll see if he can uh, calm himself down and uh, be a bit more influential in the second half indeed and um, so De Bruyne has the ball and De Bruyne uh, such a good player very very fine player and he's passes inside to, to Foden they're just um, coming up to the halfway line now Watford are sitting back in their 5-4-1 in their uh, formation to try and hold on to this one-all score line I suspect and um, take the point which they would be very happy with against uh, Man City I'm not sure they've actually taken any points against them in the uh, five seasons that they've been back in the Premier League it's been a wonderful run from Watford to uh, ...to be able to sustain that Premier League challenge over five seasons. Uh, Not many people, I think, would have thought that they would have been able to do that, but they have. And Sterling is now on the ball, and there's Bashir again, and it looks like they're going to pick up where they left off. Bashir is uh, snapping and snarling there, trying to win the ball off Sterling. Sterling's looking at the referee, and he's holding his hands up in the air. No foul has been committed, as far as I can see, but he seems to think that he's... uh, um that Bashir is being a bit too aggressive and the referee just uh, looks away he's not interested he's just watching the ball and Bashir actually manages to get the ball off Sterling partly because Sterling was moaning at the referee while he should be playing football and Bashir passes it inside to Decore Decore alongside Chalaba in this second half there in the middle of the park and Chalaba just passes it back to Dawson who has been crucial again in this libero sweeper role Plays it all the way back to Foster, Aguero comes trotting up into the Watford box to try and put pressure on the Foster, Foster knocks it out to Firminia, Firminia forward to Saar, Saar who really has been the star of the last few weeks' uh, assists and goals and uh, he is really a very exciting prospect, he uh, knocks it inside to Chalabar again, not looking to get across the halfway line as yet and finally City come out and start to press, um, they still seem a bit sluggish to me uh, at the moment and um, and uh, Chalabar has the ball, plays it to Decore. Decore back to Chalabar, up to Deeney, back to Decore. It's, um, it's pretty straightforward for Watford to keep the ball at the moment. And um, Foden is encouraging the players to come forward. David Sewell on his left and De Bruyne on his right, and trying to win the ball back. But they are much better with the ball, I think, this uh, Man City side than uh, without it. They're not playing at the usual high intensity that they have done in the past, and we all know uh, how devastating that can be. And uh, now. Uh, Foden has the ball again and he uh, plays it forward and uh, a cross ball to Sterling there on the right and is immediately on his case as he has been all game and Sterling really is not enjoying this battle with Tom Deli Bashiru. there seem to be quite a lot of words and exchange and of course one has to remember that Tom Deli Bashiru has come to Watford from the Man City Academy so there may be a little bit of history there that we don't know about Kenny <laughs> there well mate I mean the thing is when you when you play against your former club uh, you always play with a little bit more intensity and um, He's been given the job of looking after Sterling uh, for the most part this afternoon. All the bus behind him and uh, he's, uh, he's not uh, given or taken any quarter from uh, Rahim And uh, uh, I don't think Sterling's really enjoying the, the youngster um, giving him this uh, this kind of treatment. Uh, Sterling turns and passes it back all the way to Fernandinho there, just um, on the outside of the Man City Um Box and uh, they are getting a, a fair amount of abuse from those Watford fans in the Rookery end. Um, certainly trying to encourage their side and uh, discourage the um, uh, the Man City players. And, and Sterling does seem to be coming in for more stick than um, any of the other um, any of the other players. Uh well he has that reputation, does he know? Um Raheem Sterling is a bit of a man mate sort of player. Yeah, they love him. Mostly, it's the supporters of the team he plays for that love him. Uh, but. Um, uh, I think he's a, he's a great player and uh, Pep really believes in him and he's he certainly improved him and uh, in fact they're Sterling back on the ball again they really are battering away at this Bashiru door to see if they can get through there but uh, no luck and Bashiru actually um, tackles him there and the ball goes out for a Manchester City throw-in, which they don't seem in a nice massive- oh hold on I'm having a, an update an update uh, a goal has been scored in the game between Bournemouth and Southampton I hear yes it is now Bournemouth 0 Southampton one it's Danny Ings again uh, with uh, the goal and uh, just there in about the 52nd minute and that's a a big goal uh, not so much for Southampton but certainly for Bournemouth they are currently on uh, 34 points and uh, that could really put them in danger of being relegated today if West Ham and um, and Villa and Watford are able to, to pick up some points they could be over the hill and far away and Bournemouth could be looking down the barrel of a gun So uh, uh, back to the action here, Walker has uh, taken a a throw in there and he's he's just bundled it into De Bruyne but uh, Bashir is there on De Bruyne then, giving De Bruyne the same treatment he's he's been giving Sterling he really has been working very hard for his team without the ball uh, today, Tom Deli bashir and I'm sure that Nigel Pearson will be absolutely delighted with him he's uh, uh, only a few yards away from his coach and uh, possibly mentor there Encouraging him, but he's, he's standing there in his usual Pearson way, Kenny, with his arms crossed, looking serious and concentrating on what's happening, an occasional hand movement there. And De Bruyne turns, he's not very happy, he's actually pushed Bashiru in, Bashiru looks at the ref and says, I'm not sure you're allowed to do that, but Walker has the ball and Walker chips it over the top to Sterling now. And Sterling is in behind Bashiru and that is a good play, I think, from uh, from Walker there. Walker trying to get up to support Sterling and uh, Sterling is taking on Holabas. Holabas is a, really uh, another irascible figure down here on the left-hand side of that Watford team and he's, he's pushing him, pushing him, pushing him and trying to make him turn and go backwards but Sterling doesn't want to. He wants to get forwards and eventually the ball goes out for a Man City throw-in about halfway in to the Watford half. Sterling's actually, um, he's just gone down on, uh, onto his uh, knee there uh, I don't think there was anything wrong with the uh, attention that Hollabass gave him, but he, he seems to have done something to... Is it his calf? He, he certainly, he's certainly sort of kneeling down and rubbing the back of his leg, and he's actually now sat down on the grass. I think he is in a bit of pain. And the referee comes running over and uh, Mike Dean there and um, he, he holds up his watch and he's stopping uh, the watch there and um, coaches are coming on just to have a look at him. So while we've got this little gap in play, I wanted to tell you a little bit about this stadium, Kenny, and, uh, and for those of you listening who don't know the history of, uh, of Watford. So uh, the first uh, game that was played at, at this stadium in, in Vicarage Road was in 1922, which is uh, almost 100 years ago now. And they played Millwall at home and it was a nil-all draw. <laughs> So not that exciting, in front of about 9,000 uh, fans, in fact Watford didn't score uh, in their first three games um, in, this, uh, in this new stadium they'd moved across from Casio Road uh, and uh, this was a brand new um, uh, stadium for them, and when I say stadium, it was a field, didn't really have any stands I think there was one stand and, uh, and the old hospital, or uh, workhouse actually, uh, I think it was as it was then, um, which is now Watford General Hospital, a very modern and uh, shiny new hospital, to one side and There was a power station down behind the rookery and uh, it was a very different sort of landscape um, than it is now but uh, yes, they weren't able to score um, for the first three games I'd like to uh, keep you updated with a a bit of history because I I find it very interesting personally and I've seen some nice black and white photographs from that period and uh, the first goals were scored in a a 4-0 win over Exeter which was the fourth game here at Vicarage Road and uh, Fred Pagnum now there's a name to conjure with, he sounds like a, a Victorian footballer, doesn't he, or rather a 1920s footballer. He scored a hat-trick in that game, can he? I, I do find it, I have to say, I know a lot of people kind of wince when you start to bring the history into it, Colin, but I find it very interesting, you know, they, imagine what football was like in 1922, I've got absolutely no idea. I know they wore a lot of heavy boots and uh, the ball was made of concrete and uh, I bet it was quite physical as well and I don't suppose uh, referees have... Uh, much influence over that and there uh, there was no you know it was, it was a totally different sort of game but you've got massive crowds at some uh sometimes i remember when i was up at everton there they were talking about games during the second world war where they had like um, where the women played and they had an everton ladies team that played because obviously the men were away fighting and they were getting sixty thousand crowd to watch those games that's fascinating i didn't know that man be very interested. Uh look that up when I get home this evening. My my poor wife who just rolls her eyes when I start quoting facts about <laughs> football matches from the nineteen forties. But anyway, so there's a little bit of um a little bit of history for you uh, about this, uh, this what is now a very, very uh, neat and tidy and uh, exciting stadium. And uh, it looks to me like Sterling is going to be all right. He's, um, he's got up, he's, he's uh, stretching out that calf. I don't think it's cramped, I think he must have got a knock or he's, he's twisted it. But anyway, we're going to continue. It's now 56 minutes into this match and um, the, the score is still Watford 1 and uh, Manchester City 1. And uh, I'm hearing... Um, I'm hearing another a goal has been scored in another game. And this time it's down at the Amex. And uh, Brighton, who obviously need the points, they are below the line and in the uh, relegation zone, have in fact gone 1-0 behind to Newcastle United. So it's not looking good for either uh, Bournemouth or Brighton at the moment. And uh, both those clubs desperately need to pick up points because they are, as I say, below the line in that relegation zone. Norwich obviously bottom of the pack. And, um, and uh, they... Uh, They are already relegated, so uh, we're not so concerned with uh, the game that they are playing at home against Burnley. But these other games are uh, very, very interesting. In fact, I'm going to just go over to Mike Hodges at Villa Park. Mike, uh, can you hear me? Ah, yes, I can, Colin. It's a very good game here. A bit of pushing and pushing, trying to get back, but it's still asking for the Arsenal 1. Thank you very much for that, Mike. He's got a a very... um Recognisable way of speaking, hasn't he, Kenny? Uh, he has. He gets very, very uh, excited by uh, by football. I, I've known him for a very long time. I used to play against him back in the day, and uh, when I was a young lad, and he was coming to the end of his career, <laughs> he was a pretty excitable chap then. And uh, I've really uh, enjoyed his uh, his coverage. Uh, when you threw over to him, and, uh, <laughs> it is um, yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting, and uh, he can make a nil or draw sound like a five-four win. So uh, the game really has ground pretty much to a halt. I think they are uh, looking to. win warm up, possibly warm up Gabriel Jesus Sterling is struggling a bit but um, anyway uh, it's a throw in and uh, the ball has been thrown in by Kyle Walker there in, in front of the dugout and uh, it uh, comes down to Foden, Foden plays across uh, to Bernardo Silva who has been quite quiet in this and uh, Sars immediately on him and wins the ball off him and that's good play from Sars, Saar really does like to commit himself in these uh, these situations where he doesn't have the ball he's not one of those players that just hangs around up there on the wing waiting to get the ball, he likes to be involved and uh, affect the game and he passes the ball inside to Chalabar, Chalabar again very calm on the ball, and uh, it has really um, looked very good uh, against uh, Man City today, as has Decoray. They've uh, done a job there, and they know that they've got Dawson and Cathcart and Cabaselli behind them, so uh, there's a lot of uh, bodies in there for Watford, and poor old Man City are finding it quite difficult to, to get through them. Dawson now has the ball plays it left to Holabas Holabas uh, brings the ball uh, just forward and plays it into Bashiro. and there's Sterling <laughs> Sterling uh, Sterling fouls Bashiro this time he goes in a little bit hard with his body his upper body and knee sort of pushes him off the ball Bashiru sort of goes down to one knee that's not, that's not really um, that's a sort of ice hockey move isn't it Kenny Hi, I don't really understand what Sterling's doing He's just use your skill you know prove to him you're a better player than him don't trade it out no you know outfell him I just don't understand it and uh, also he's on the booking so he has to be careful we're now 60 minutes into this uh, into this game and uh, 30 minutes to go it's still Watford 1 Manchester City 0 and Sterling has been given a right old talking to there by my dean don't do that again he says do that again you would be off and Sterling is complaining that Bashir has been fouling him all game 3-4 he's holding up fingers about how many times he's been kicked and um, uh, I have some sympathy with him there. he has had bit of a difficult time but it is a Watford free kick now uh, on the left hand side of the pitch just again in front of the dugouts just inside the Man City half and it's Holabas who comes up to put the ball down and Deeney makes his way forward to to the D and uh, Chalabar and Saar have, have moved up with him uh, to all the men in this Watford side to call back, and uh, most of the defenders have stayed back as well. They've moved up um, to within just within their own half to make sure that uh, they don't get hit too easily on the break. And here comes Hollabas, and Holabas just whips the ball over there. And Deane, he gets his head on it and he knocks it over right over to Saar. And there's Mendy, and Mendy, Mendy gets the ball off Saar, and he does well there, Mendy. And he plays it up to David Silver, David Silver inside to Foden. He wants the ball back immediately, he gets the ball back. And here comes David Sewell he plays it outside to Bernardo Silva now uh, Man City are on the break they're inside the Watford half and uh, Chalabarras uh, and Dini are trying to get back but it's uh, difficult but the back five are all there waiting and uh, Bernardo Silva now looking to um, put some pressure onto for and he, he gets the ball down there and he's he's uh, doing the odd step over, here. Uh, looks across and there's Aguero, he is in space, he comes across to receive the ball, Aguero receives the ball and Sterling uh, just there on the outside and he knocks it back into Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Silva now in behind from Menu and he makes that low cross and uh, there's Sterling and that's a goal that's a goal for Manchester City Raheem Sterling uh, at the far post, it's not much more than a tap in really, it's one of those uh, trademark City crosses from Bernardo Silva, hit low and hard between the goalkeeper and the centre-backs and Sterling's pace got in there in between Holabash and Cathcart. a good run and uh, yes the uh, the City fans there behind Foster's goal are very very happy to see that it's a very big big blow uh, for Watford to see that uh, they've played so well we are 61 minutes into the game, 62 minutes into the game and Sterling has crept in there and he's uh, he's sidetracked it in and he's he's, uh, celebrating uh, effusively in front of his own fans and um... Yes, he's uh, definitely had the last laugh there, Kenny. Ah, oh, yeah, it was uh, just a classic bit of play. David Silva, Bernardo Silva down that left hand side. Um, nice interplay with Aguero as well, and then the ball across. It hit hard, as you see, uh, between Foster and, and the centre backs, and Sterling just got in between them as he does. And uh, in a moment, all the best lead plans of um, Mice and Men have gone wrong, and uh, now, it is, now City have taken the lead. That's right, it's now Watford 1. Manchester City too. That will be a, a massive disappointment to. That will be a massive uh, disappointment to Watford and to Watford fans. Now I'm hearing um, more news of goals. Just as we're waiting for the players to to head back uh, for the restart, Man United have taken the lead um, against West Ham United. Again, that's not good for West Ham. Things are going uh, with Watford now behind. Watford will be hoping that other teams um, will share the same fate. And also Bournemouth though. Bournemouth have made a comeback now, and they have got it back to one all. So Bournemouth will pick up a point if it stays uh, like that. Um, but uh, West Ham United now behind in that game, and that is not what they want. But it's very difficult to go to Old Trafford in a, in a situation like this and get anything, isn't it, Kenny? Ah, uh, it is. Yes, I mean, it's a cauldron, a Calderon, uh, Thames. It's a it's an amphitheatre of 72,000 people there. And Manchester United, uh, well, they haven't really got masses to play for. They'll be happy if they can get the win, but then... Um, It'll all depend uh, on their season and how it ends. They're looking to get into that fifth Champions League, well, fifth place, which hopefully will give them Champions League. They're just one point off it at the moment, and they'll be hoping to hold on to that lead and, uh, and take the three points and put Tottenham under pressure. And we're just about to restart now with uh, 64 minutes on the clock. Very disappointing uh, for Watford to see that goal go in, but um, that's what Man you can do. They can hurt you in a heartbeat. But actually, um, uh, we're going to see a change now just before the uh, start of this, the restart after that goal and it will in fact be the scorer who's coming off. A bit surprising uh, to see a player come off once uh, he's just scored but uh, I think he may be carrying, uh, it didn't look like it when he made that sprint through the uh, back line of Watford but I think he is carrying a bit of a knock there and uh, Pep Guardiola has come out and he's talking to Sterling Sterling seems very unhappy about coming off but it's definitely him and it's Gabriel Jesus who's going to come on and... I think he'll go up and play up front alongside Aguero and uh, Bernardo Silva will drop back into a more regulation sort of uh, right, left-sided uh, midfield position with David Silva and Foden coming together in the centre and De Bruyne playing out there on the right. So uh, it seems like a sensible move and, um, and I'll just make a note of that so I, I don't forget uh, in my notes. Uh, do excuse me. So, yes, yeah, so uh, Gabriel Jesus has now sprinted onto the pitch to take up a position alongside Aguero. We are 65 minutes in and uh, it's not looking too clever for Watford at the moment and um, and here comes the restart In he plays it back to Decoré Chalabar him uh, receives the ball and uh, they look up and tries to play it long but there isn't really anybody up there so um, yes we are uh, just going to hold the ball there Watford are going to play it back to Firmini right back he plays it forward to Saar and now Bernardo Silva is... Um, Doesn't have anyone behind him except Mendy And uh, he's got to play in a more conventional 4-4-2 system now We'll see how he gets on with that Bernardo Silva now putting uh, Saar who has the ball uh, He's on the halfway line with his back to the goal that he's attacking And Bernardo Silva is trying to uh, put some pressure Just use his body to stop him turning and and getting away from him And uh, we know how quick Saar can be and um, how devastatingly effective he can be once he gets a little bit of space in front of him but he knocks the sideways into Chalabar and Chalabar plays it back to Dawson but this won't do for Watford they are going to have to, to make a, a move fairly soon because um, they can't afford uh, really to uh, lose this game they may as well lose this game 4-5-1 or five, one, as opposed to 2-1 uh, uh, so they might have to take a risk at some point in the near future we are 67 minutes into this uh, into this game now and um, Dawson has the ball plays it to Cathcart Cathcart to Holabas Holabas up to Bashiro, and um, and Bashiro there is uh, just looking to, to see if he can find a way to get the ball through to Dini. He does get the ball through to Dini. Dini there with Foden, uh, playing close attention to him, but Dini is strong and keeps um, the attentions of Foden off him, and uh, now Bashiro has got forward there, and he's just come inside behind De Bruyne. De Bruyne hasn't really tracked his run, Walker's coming out, and the ball comes back from Dini to Bashiru and uh, Bashiru just uh, goes up uh, alongside there with Walker looking to get behind him possibly trying to uh, use a step over or a jink or, but he eventually cuts inside onto his right foot and plays it to Dini who shoots and oh my word that was a good shot from Dini just on the outside of the D's really got his shooting boots on uh, today and uh, with his goal earlier in the game Edison's caught it but Dini's, Dini's complaining to the referee he's saying that Otamendi uh, handballed that um, I don't know what you think about that, Kenny. I don't know. There was a deflection. Um, that's a very interesting one. Dini hit that. I mean, there wasn't a hell of a lot of space between Dini and Ottomendi, but Ottomendi seems to have leaned out there. Has he leaned out? Has that hit him on the elbow? It looks like it has, but is it intentional? Are they going to give that as a penalty? And uh, Mike Dean's come running over and Dini, saying he handled it. He's came with his arm. It was going in. was certainly going goalwards. It came off his arm and just nestled into the arms of Edison. He's very, very sure that Ottomendi is, uh, has handballed uh, this. And they are going to go up uh, to Stockley Park to have a look at this. And uh, we're looking at it on the monitor, Kenny. What do you think? I don't know. That's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, he's hit that very, very hard. And there's only about, what, four yards between Dini and Ottomendi when he struck it. But he had a nice bit. Of, you could see it was going to bend away and possibly get into that far corner of the goal. And... Uh, Otter Mendes did that thing where you kind of lean forward with your upper body and you try to make your arms a wee bit wider without looking like you're doing it. But it definitely came, uh, came off the tip of his elbow and went backwards in, into Edison's arms. And uh, the players are all standing around there. Yes, they are. The Watford players have come back and they're standing around waiting and they're not putting any pressure on the on the referee. And he, he's not going to... Is he going to go over and look at the monitor? I think normally with these penalty situations he would. But he hasn't given, he hasn't given the penalty. So it would have to be a clear and obvious error for it to be overturned and um, no he's just blown the whistle and uh, he's not uh, he's not going to overturn the decision no and Watford players are very upset about that and there's a lot of booing in the crowd and 69 minutes into this game and that was a well an opportunity for Watford possibly a, through a penalty to get back into this game and Deeney is absolutely apoplectic with rage as you can imagine and uh, I'm just hearing another uh, another goal report from the annex there down in Brighton and and uh, it's uh, just waiting to hear the, um, the full details. But oh no, it's um, so Newcastle have taken a 2-0 lead and Brighton are now 2-0 behind. And that is that isn't very, uh, not at all good for Brighton. They're on 35 points at the moment. Their home game, uh, at their last home game of the season. Uh, like Watford, they've got to go to Burnley next week and play Burnley there at Turf Moor. And uh, this looks um, bad for Burnley. They would be hoping to, to beat Newcastle team who really haven't got much to play for. Although there is an outside chance of them making it uh, into sort of 8 spot which could well be a Europa League spot and uh, yes I'm afraid that, um, that uh, they are now 2 nil behind and it's going to be very difficult with 70 minutes on the clock presumably something similar down there to get back into the game anyway Edison has the ball and uh, he uh, for once is not in any great rush to uh, get this <laughs> get the game uh, restarted I think they're all breathing a slight sigh of relief because I think Otamendi was a bit lucky and may have got away with one there but um very hard to say that was a clear and obvious error he, he leant forward it did come off his elbow but was it really worthy of a penalty no, but see the question well here if that had been the attacker if it had come off his elbow like that and then he'd gone unscored then that would have been ruled out for handball so I don't understand how the rule can be different for defenders as it is for attackers I'm very very confused about the way that handball is being dealt with at the moment yes no I I totally understand that point of view uh, if Dean had if it had come off Deany's elbow in, in a build-up to a goal it certainly would have been ruled out but um, not considered uh, an infraction uh, uh, serious enough to to give to overturn the original decision and to give a penalty so anyway, Edison uh, has now released the ball and Mendy has the ball and Mendy has um, been pretty quiet in the second half Saar has been mostly uh, thinking about uh, defensive duties not getting forward and putting Mendy under pressure but now with a score at uh, Watford 1 and Man City I think there will be um, more effort from Saar to get forward and maybe we'll see a change. And I can see over there, uh, just below us, down uh, to the left, the corner of the uh, Sir Elton John stand and the rookery, I can see that Danny Welbeck is doing some proper warming up. And so I'm assuming that uh, he will be uh, coming on uh, at some point, presumably for one of the defensive players, Kenny. I, I think they might... Um, he might pull maybe Dawson that seems once you're behind to have five men at the bats does seem very sensible to me but um, we'll have to wait and see Silver has the ball and he's just in his own half and the, the game has slowed down considerably since the Man City goer they were pushing and pressing and trying to find a way to break this Watford team down and now uh, they've got the lead there and they're not in such a hurry I'm happy to let Watford uh, come out and try and win the ball off them, which they're not being very successful uh, at doing at the moment Decory comes forward to put Foden uh, under pressure there and tries to win the ball off him but he just nonchalantly knocks it out to De Bruyne and De Bruyne brings the ball forward there's Bashir and Bashir goes flying into De Bruyne and that is not a great tackle well, he does take the ball first it seems to me and, uh, but there's a bit of a follow through it's dangerous but it's, um, it's a strong challenge Kenny aye and uh, well that's on a yellow card so he does have to be careful Mike Dean's uh, running over De Bruyne is uh, waving an imaginary yellow card which I, I don't think he's really allowed to do more, t- more probably to be booked for doing that but uh, Mike Dean tells De Bruyne just to go away <laughs> and uh, De Bruyne doesn't seem very happy with the idea of going away but he is in fact turning and strolling away and uh, now he is talking uh, to Bashiru and um, he's saying you know, really that is your last chance and uh, you mustn't uh, do that again so um, Bashiru is saying like, I, mean, I won the ball he's making the international sign for a football which means I got the ball, I uh, didn't get the man and that is true and I suspect that's the reason he hasn't uh, received a second yellow card, Kenny. No, I, I agree with that, and um, yes, it's, uh, well, I mean, he was lucky, because if he hadn't got the ball, he would be off. I wonder how long um, Pearson will let him stay on. He won't want to go down to 10 men uh, with the game in the balance. It's now 72 minutes into this game, and uh, and it is, uh, oh, and Watford are going to make a substitution before De Bruyne can take this free kick. And um, it is, uh, as you uh, quite rightly pointed out, it is going to be Craig Dawson coming off. And Danny Welbeck coming on and Danny Welbeck is receiving a uh, a round of applause from the Watford faithful there in the rookery and all round the ground because he has been very good for this club in the last few weeks and uh, he's certainly proved his worth, he's a big physical presence, he can score and he can create assists. And he's not frightened of doing his defensive work, and uh, I suspect that means we're going to go into a more 4 4 2 for Watford with Bashiru there on the left, D'Core, Shalabar, and Saar making up that midfield, and the Holabas, Cathcart, Cabaselli, and Fomenia at the back, and Welbeck joining Deni up front as they try to get back into this game. And deni 's still chundering away about the, uh, about the penalty to, to Mike Dean. Mike is <laughs> uh, studiously ignoring his attentions. Now uh, Watford are back in their own half, and uh, Pretty much camped out on their 18 yard line. And now De Bruyne is going to take this, uh, this free kick and uh, he uh, knocks it forward to Bernardo Silva out there on the who brings it down well and actually uh, stops from in here getting the ball off him and he plays it into, into Aguero and Aguero back to Foden. Foden to De Bruyne. And Gabriel Jesus is pulled out to the right hand side uh, down in front of the Soroton Elton Johnstown. He receives the ball and there's, uh, there's Bashiro again and he comes in hard on uh, Gabriel Jesus. This, uh, this young man is really uh, treading a, a, a bit of a tightrope, isn't he? Aye, he is and uh, I don't know if he's going to get another chance and I can see that um, that young lad Jao uh, Pedro is warming up and um, it may be that he comes on for Bashiru because I, I think Bashiru is very much in danger of getting sent off here you know we're 76 minutes into the second half and uh, and once again uh, Man City have another free kick um, uh, due to the uh, attentions of Tom Della Bashiru this time on Gabriel Jesus he's pretty much uh, waged a pitch battle against Sterling and eventually Sterling has been Uh, has been substituted, and that is because I think they were worried that he was also (laughs) in in mind to to get sent off. Uh, We're just 75 minutes in, and the game is slightly, um, it's a bit sort of patchy now, isn't it? It's broken up, a lot of fouls, a lot of whistle being blown, throw-ins, and everything seems to be taking a very long time. Uh, De Bruyne steps forward inside the Watford half to take uh, this uh, free kick. It is uh, Watford 1, Manchester City 2 with 76 minutes on the clock. So just about 14 minutes of added time to go. And there's certainly no time wasting on it uh, from either team as... De Bruyne once again knocks this ball across the pitch to Bernardo Silva and he brings it down again and Firmini is um, trying to win the ball off him but he doesn't and Sarr comes back and he does win the ball off him he gets it forward to Chalabar and Chalabar is looking to get it into Welbeck it's a nice, uh, very languidly chipped pass a bit Kapu-esque there from Chalabar and it comes into Welbeck he's got his back to goal but um, brings it down on his chest plays it to Dini Dini slots the ball through and he runs down there onto Walker Walker's very quicker comes out to meet Welbeck who has got the ball there just not on the edge of the area and he's looking to get round the outside of Walker, Walker won't let him and he eventually kicks it out for a Watford throw down there level with the Man City box in front of the Rookery and the Rookery stand, they want want this equaliser if they can get it it is Watford 1, Manchester City 2 and we have got 76 uh, maybe we've had 76 minutes and they um, yeah, putting up the board now And uh, Jao Pedro, as you say Is going to come on and play down that left-hand side The young Brazilian, very young Played at Fluminese We haven't seen a great deal of him here at Vicarage Road He did play in the FA Cup And uh, he's, uh, he's a prospect for the future And uh, I think uh, Bashiro understands That uh, his blood is up And the red mist may descend And uh, he doesn't want to get himself sent off So he's going up But he's getting a standing ovation from, from the Vicarage Road crowd He really has put in a, a shift today He's really... Uh, use his uh, his f- uh, physicality, his his pace, his desire and ambition to stop players getting past, and players of the quality of Sterling and De Bruyne, and he's done extremely well in that regard. Uh, he has uh, the young lad uh, deserves a pat on the back, but I think it's the right decision by Pearson just to get him off the pitch now because uh, he's getting tired and he's going to miss team one of those. He was a bit lucky when he made a tackle a few minutes ago and he got the ball, but uh, had he not got the ball, he would have um, probably got a second yellow and, and gone. So. So Pedro is, uh, is going to come on, I'm excited to see this young lad. Absolutely right, just uh, making a note of that substitution um, as I as I sit here. And uh, it is a Watford throwing in down uh, in quite a dangerous area for Watford. We haven't seen a lot of Watford in front of the Rookery. The Rookery are standing up uh, to a man and uh, Holabas has come over and he's, he's looking over at Dini. And Dini is there, he's standing between Fernandinho and Otamendi, as he so often does just inside the Man City area and uh, they're hoping to squeeze him but uh, Dean is a strong lad and uh, they've practised this I'm sure a million times on the training pitch and with all this uh, thrown in after 79 minutes and uh, actually Dean does get his head on it but Edison comes out and claims and that was very, very easy for Edison and uh, not really much uh, going on there for Watford I think they need to commit more men forward at this stage I I think they do, I'm not sure they're going to but um, it is... uh, it is very difficult, you know. You know how dangerous it is uh, when when Man City get the ball if you're not in in your correct formation. They can absolutely kill you. And we saw that earlier. And we're coming up to 80 minutes, and now it's Man City's turn to to make a substitution. The game really has become very broken up with these substitutions and fouls and throw-ins and so on. But uh, Um, uh, Edison is holding onto the ball the whistle's blown and they're going to make this substitution and it will be the young man Foden Phil Foden who is going to come off and uh, the German Gundogan is going to come on I'm just going to again just make a note of that I do apologise for the sound um, of uh, rustling paper but um, there we are that's one of the joys of being a commentator and uh, so yes so he just comes over into into basically to play where Foden has played He's, um, he's a good strong player and uh, can be quite defence minded and maybe that's the reason why he's brought him on just to protect this uh, 2-1 lead so uh, just a reminder of the lineups as they stand now with Edison holding the ball and waiting uh, for Gundogan to take up his position, uh, Edison in goal and uh, Walker at right back, Fernandine Mendy, and Mendy and then in the middle of the park uh, there's been uh, the changes with De Bruyne and Gundogan coming on uh, with De Silva and Bernardo Silva out there on the left-hand side, and Gabriel Jesus and Agüero up front, a uh, pretty formidable-looking uh, lineup, I would say. I, I mean, you know, you've got riches like that on the bench. You can bring on a player like Gondwan or, or Gabriel Jesus. I mean, the, yeah it does make a difference. So we're 80 minutes into this uh, into this game now, and uh, Edison has um, been waved to, to get the ball back in play, and he. Oh, just before um, just before I commentate on that, I've have uh, got news of another goal, and it's um, down at the annex is, uh, is this another? Is this a goal for Brighton? Get back in again? Get- no, no. It's um, just hearing in my headphones. I, I do apologise for the delay. Uh, any Brighton fans listening to this, or why they be listening to this? I don't know. With their club in so much trouble, but it's in fact Newcastle who have taken a three-nil lead after 80 minutes, and I'm afraid that game is over and done with. I can't see Brighton getting three goals in the last oh, eight nine minutes. So that is very disappointing for Brighton who are just below the line uh, when uh, kick-off uh, kickoff, uh, with 35 points from 36 games and they are going to move to 37 played and 35. And those goals, those um, three goals that they've conceded today may well have a... could have a disastrous effect on their goal difference and make all the difference in the long run. So just to... um remind you what the scores are in those other games Edison has actually rolled the ball out to Mendy but uh, um, there seems to be uh, no urgency in this Man City side at the moment so I can quickly update you Uh, currently we have got Bournemouth uh, 1 Southampton 1 down there on the south coast Uh, Newcastle 3, Brighton 0 at the annex, and uh, it's currently Man United 1 West Ham United 0 and um, that's uh, obviously not good for West Ham the other game is Aston Villa uh, another team uh, in this midst of this uh, incredible relegation battle and they are currently one down at home to Arsenal. But back to the action here. Bernardo Silva has it. He plays it across to Aguero and Aguero uh, just uh, just inside the Watford heart. Really, they're just uh, toying with Watford now and um, you can see the frustration beginning to build. This is Watford 1, Manchester City 2 and uh, Dini is... Really keen to get um, up against Aguero and take the ball off him but he he, uh, he, he has no luck there. He passes it out to Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus passes it back to De Bruyne and uh, and then De Bruyne plays it back to Gabriel Jesus. who's now just in behind Pedro. Pedro hasn't had a touch of the ball since he came on a, a few minutes ago. Pedro is running back with Gabriel Jesus and Holabaz comes out to help him and um, eventually they win the ball from Gabriel Jesus who throws his arms up in the air in frustration and Pedro has the ball for the first time. Pedro coming down the left, just down in front of us, in front of the Sir Elton John stand, it is now 82 minutes, 83 minutes into this game and Pedro is trying to get forward and uh, get the ball into Welbeck and he does get the ball into Welbeck and uh, he keeps his run going and uh, goes up onto the shoulder of um, Kyle Walker there and Welbeck finds Pedro again Pedro is trying to see if he can get through Walker's defence and he cuts uh, in onto his right foot and plays it across to Decore and Decore comes up um, he has played very deep all but he's uh, crossed the halfway line this time De Gorey has the balling he, he looks to his side and he sees his male Saar this is better from Watford perhaps they needed to have a bit more ambition earlier in the game plays it out to Saar Saar now with only seven minutes to go Saar is taking on Mendy he skips past Bernardo Silva uh, very comfortably there and Bernardo Silva can't really believe what's just happened to him but uh there we are he's now turned and he's running back and Mendy comes out and tries to use his uh, his upper body to stop Sarr but Sarr is um, he's a very very good young player isn't he he cuts back inside when he sees there's no way past Mendy and knocks it back to Chalabar and Chalabar to Decore and Decore out again to Pedro this is better from Watford and um, they're looking to really put this uh, Manchester City defence under a bit of pressure Pedro into Welbeck Welbeck to Dini Dini back to Pedro he's out wide again De Bruyne comes across to try and stop his run but he's too quick for him and he gets in behind De Bruyne and onto the of Walker again Walker is certainly uh, finding he's got his hands full here and he, he cuts inside again Pedri, the same move as before and he knocks the ball with his right foot into the area and there's Deaney and he tries to uh, but no Fernandinho manages to just get his head on it before Deaney and Edison picks the ball up but that was a, a much better passage of play from Watford with only five minutes of this game remaining it is it is Watford one Manchester City two I, it, it very very much uh, it very much was and um I, uh, I I don't know. It's, it, it's very hard to beat this lockdown, isn't it? Because as you see, you have commitment forward, and before you know it, you've lost the ball, and you, you know you're three-one down. So you've got to be very, very careful when, in a situation like this. So Edison uh, now plays the ball out. too Otamendi. We have had 85 minutes, and uh, perhaps Watford might just settle for this uh, two-one defeat on the basis that it doesn't affect their goal difference. Um, too bad, although theirs is not one of the best um, you know, minus 18. At the beginning of the game it would go to minus 19 But Aston Villa and, and also Brighton now Catching them up with these uh, these results And Bournemouth and West Ham also quite close to Watford But um, yes I don't want to risk uh, getting um, conceding another goal Or another couple of goals that could make life very difficult for them And um, But here we are with uh, uh, David Silver Who has had a quiet game for him I believe But um, he hasn't been pushed forward really And he's been playing very much within himself uh, He has and uh, it's been... Um, it's been uh, it's been it's been a very quiet performance from Man City generally, but they're still they're still two one up, aren't they? That's the quality they've got. And he plays it into Gundogan, who gets um, one of the first touches on the ball since he's come on, and he's a he's a very fine play. He can, very, he can just burst through suddenly, and he's a good pass through the ball, and he knocks it out wide to Bernardo Silva there on the on the left hand side of the Man City uh, team as they come forward um, into the Watford half. Now Bernardo Silva uh, is being. Uh, but under a bit of pressure from this who's not frightened, as I've said many times uh, this afternoon, of doing his defensive work, and um, he manages to get the ball off him, gets it into Chalabar, and Chalabar to DeCore. Can they build again to Pedro now? Pedro out on the left, and he's certainly seeing a lot of the ball, and Welbeck's come short to take the ball off him. He does, and Pedro keeps his run, and there's a nice little flick from Welbeck's right foot. He's got his back to goal, but he flicks it with his right foot over the top of De Bruyne, and Pedro is in on the ball again. Welbeck is sprinting to get up level with the play, and uh, Pedro's there with Walker again. Poor old Walker, he's really. Um, had to wake up and do something having been uh, very quiet really and not having had a lot to do in this game and suddenly he's, uh, he's been called into action and Walker is um, trying to put uh, some pressure on Pedro and he eventually puts a little bit too much pressure on him and uh, gives away a free kick to Watford now this is uh, in a dangerous position just on the corner of the box about two or three yards back from the corner of the box we have played 87 minutes or three minutes to go and we're certainly hoping um, to see uh, oh um, I've got news of a, of, a, of another goal here and it's, uh, it's West Ham United they seem to have yes they have they've got an equaliser up at Old Trafford so it is now Man United 1 West Ham United 1 and that is a a sigh of relief I'm sure for West Ham fans that will put them on to 37 points, Uh, every point is absolutely vital at this stage but uh, back here at Vicarage Road, Watford have a good chance maybe to get this equaliser they uh, have the ball about three or four yards um, away from the corner of the Man City box in front of the Rookery and the Rookery is standing as one and Holabas is trotting up to take this and um, Man City are trying to organise their wall. and Mike Dean comes forward and puts down a shaving foam line there to mark where the wall should be and uh, Watford obviously in, in a hurry but everyone's coming up now pretty much everyone is coming up uh, Cathcart, Cabacelli Firminia is staying back uh, Holabas will take this uh, I'm not sure whether everyone they are committing pretty much everyone so it is just Firminia standing there with Aguero on the halfway line that is slightly dangerous but I guess these are dangerous times for Watford are they going to bring Foster forward? I think probably not 88 minutes into this game now and um, Holabas is over the ball and uh, he he uh, he wants to really put in a good delivery here and give the Watford players, uh, Chalabar there, Decore. They're all Decore on the edge of the box. Chalabar up there with Deeney, Welbeck. And um, Sars come in at the far side of that box. And uh, my word, <laughs> it's very congested in there. And Mike Dean blows the whistle and actually he's saying, no, come on now. Deeney and Fernandini are having a right set to and uh, Gundogan's got involved as well and is sort of pushing Deeney and he's telling them to calm down. This is exactly what Man City want. They're happy for to let a minute go by and... Um, we're just uh, 90 seconds from the end of normal time. I expect there'll be three or four minutes uh, as normal. But uh, okay, it's calmed down now. And um, here comes uh, Bass And uh, he knocks the ball in. And oh, but Edison gets it straight away. And he, he bundles the ball straight out to Aguero. And Aguero's only got for minute to beat. And here comes uh, Aguero now. And he's into the Watford half. For many, he's trying to track his run. And Aguero is too good for him, I think. He's very, very quick there. And he, he jinxed to one side and jinxed to the other side. And he finds himself in space. And he gets into the ball. And he's finished. He scored. He's hit it with his right foot into the far post. And. Uh, as I say within about 14 seconds of the free kick being taken Aguero has has scored a goal a simple individual goal good work from Edison to release the ball so quickly and uh, they sprung the trap there, Firminia didn't really have an answer defensively, he was running sideways, running back, was trying to track the run of Aguero and uh, that was very, very difficult and Aguero was such a good player and such a good finisher when he got in the box, there was pretty much no doubt, Foster came out to uh, try and uh, close down the angles but Aguero had absolute control over the situation and he knocked that ball into the far corner and that makes it Watford 1, Manchester City 3 and there are 20 seconds of this game remaining and... Uh, well, that is um, that is very disappointing. But I mean, that is what Man City uh, have done for years. And uh, what a brilliant piece of work by the goalkeeper and assist from Edison there. Ah, uh, you don't see that very often, do you? And uh, that was sort of inevitable. Watford uh, committed so, men, so many men forward, and it, it had to be absolutely on a sixpence that delivery. And he just overhit it slightly, and Edison came out and claimed it. But in a split second, before anyone could stop him, he would kind of bowled the ball over arm um, all the way out to Aguero and uh who was almost on the centre circle to see the ball turned and was gone like a hare and poor Autominio didn't really have much of a chance did he no no he didn't and uh, that's not his fault it's just uh, the way things go they were pressing for that equaliser and actually in the end whether you lose 2-1 or 3-1 probably doesn't make a huge uh, amount of difference and uh, it's unfortunate that some of the Watford fans are, are leaving the ground now they're, in fact they're streaming away and uh, the Man City fans are celebrating uh, another Aguero goal what an extremely player he is uh, some of the other games are finishing as we speak. We've got uh, just uh, three minutes of added time, but uh, the game uh, Mike, be the game up at, at Villa. Can we just uh, go over to Mike Hodges? Hi Colin, yeah, the final whistle has blown and it has finished. Um, Aston Villa nil, uh, Arsenal won and uh, a good performance from Arsenal. Once they got the goal, they very much controlled the second half and Villa Hughton, Puff, Grealish uh, was their best player obviously but he wasn't able to get the ball uh, into dangerous areas and uh, that is a blow for Aston Villa. Uh, back to you Colin. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a couple of minutes um, of play and... Uh, Oh, well, it's uh, up to Watford to restart and uh, Dini is looking rather dejected there in the centre circle and knocks the ball uh, wide to Welbeck and um, Welbeck uh, just uh, knocks it across the pitch to Saar, but there isn't a lot of um, energy here, we've only got about 30 seconds of this game remaining now and uh, it is disappointing uh, Watford were, have played well in recent weeks, and, um, but they've kind of expected to, to have an easy game here today against uh, such good players and it looks like they are going to lose this game 3-1 um, Just some scores coming in so the uh, uh, the Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, it has finished 1-1 uh, versus Southampton, and um, uh, and at Brighton it has finished there at the Amex, 0 uh, three, Brighton 0, Newcastle three. Just waiting for the West Ham result. Um, uh, they have a couple of minutes left to play, and here. Uh, Welbeck's on the ball again but he's only just inside the Man City half and De Bruyne comes in and uh, wins the ball off and plays it to Gundogan. one immediately plays it back to Otamendi and it all goes all the way back to Edison who's standing there in front of the Rookery and the Rookery is emptying fairly quickly you can see that uh, the fans are very nervous and uh, they know that they have to go to the Emirates and they uh, will probably have to get some form of a result as of course will the other five teams and it will be a total show- showdown at uh, a mexican standoff you might say on the uh, last day of the season i'm very much looking forward to it and we'll talk about that in a moment we've got about 30 seconds to go here edison rolls down in fact we haven't and there's the final whistle mendy picks up the ball and uh he walks over to mike dean and hands him the ball and the two linesmen come across uh, sorry referees assistants come across to, uh, to mike dean and they stand there the three of them and they're shaking hands with players and. Uh, well it's a disappointing result for Watford but um, they, uh, there were moments where they looked like they could possibly get that equaliser when they were 2-1 down but uh, unfortunately um, they weren't able to do that. And, uh, so yes, it, uh, the final score here at Vicarage Road, um, sorry uh, you can hear the disappointment in my voice, Watford uh, 1, Manchester City 3 and, uh, and I'm just hearing now that the, uh, the final whistle has gone at Old Trafford and it has ended there, Manchester United 1. West Ham United 1 and I will just give you uh, before we go back to the studio I'll give you um, some details of the table as it stands with just one game to go but first Kenny what do you think about that? Well it's very difficult as we knew they did quite well in the first half Watford I thought to get the goal a great goal from Troy Dini a real captain's goal just a little cut back from Sarr and he smacked it as hard as he could straight into the goal and then they did pretty well but they. I think the key moment one of the key moments was the Aguero goal just before half time it absolutely tore the guts out of that Watford side I thought and it was uh, extraordinary to, it was a cross I think from Sterling and um, and uh, yeah he got his head on it as he often does he's only a little fella isn't he Aguero but he scores a lot of goals with his head he's a very fine head over ball so that was disappointing the big talking point of the game will be the penalty at 2-1 Seemed to come off Mendy's elbow. It seemed like he was kind of leaving his elbow there to make sure it didn't fly past him. And in some ways, it's dangerous because the uh, the deflection could have could have made the the ball go into the net. But actually, it made it easier for Edison. And uh, who knows if that hadn't hit his elbow, it may have gone in at the far post. But you know, he hit it pretty well. But uh, it wasn't given. They looked at it on VAR. It wasn't given. And I'm sure Watford will feel a little bit aggrieved about that because that uh, could easily have been given as a penalty exactly Uh, not the greatest uh, performance by Man City but they seem to have a habit of doing this where they just seem to play within themselves and end up winning 3-1 as they did here today Um, so let's have a quick look at the table as we go into the last um, thing it's been prepared for me by my erstwhile assistant so thank you for that Um, I'm just looking at it so in in, um, Watford still maintaining their position in 15th spot 37 games played and 38 points with a goal difference of minus 20 now, which is um, makes them certainly the second worst. Uh, just below them Aston Villa on the same number of points, 38 points from 37 games, but, only, but with uh, the worst goal difference of the five, minus 26, so that is a worry for Villa. And uh, then below them West Ham, who uh, managed to get a good draw up at Old Trafford today and they are on 37 points from 37 games with their goal difference at minus 16. You can see I'm only including the goal difference numbers because it could uh, so easily make a massive difference. Brighton below the line as they were. In fact, there's really no change. There's just a change to the points, but uh, no real change um uh, to the positions Brighton in uh, 18th position with 35 points and the goal difference now of minus 15 so they have really caught up with the other teams with that 3-0 defeat at home to Newcastle and that would be very very disappointing uh, for Brighton and um, below them Bournemouth uh, on 35 points uh, uh, nice draw on the south coast at home against Southampton they would have like to get the other two points as well of course but um, they didn't manage to do it and 16 so the goal difference really could come into play next Saturday and just to remind you uh, Watford will be playing Arsenal away Aston Villa will be playing West Ham and now that is a very interesting fixture for the last day of the season because when you have two teams um, playing a six pointer if you like on the last day uh, a draw or one team winning can have a drastic uh, effect because not only do you not get the points but one of your rivals for in this relegation fight does get the points and that can make a big difference so that will be one to watch and uh Uh, Bournemouth will be uh, Brighton will be away at Burnley as as I spoke about earlier uh, up at Turf Moor which will be a difficult game for them and uh, and Bournemouth are away at Everton so uh, some exciting games to look forward to just seven days between now and then we will have reporters at uh, the other three uh, grounds we won't have um, a reporter at the Man City game versus Norwich because as I uh, uh, as you will know, they've already been relegated, but we will have uh, reporters at the other uh, three games, up at Turf Moor, at Goodison Park, and also at the London Stadium, to report on a minute-by-minute breakdown of what happens in this extraordinarily exciting uh, final day of the season. And um, I know that Watford fans will be hoping that they can get something, and they will certainly need something. There's now just three points between 19th Bournemouth and Watford, and 15th and uh, any one of those five any two of those five I should say could be relegated next week and all the disastrous financial implications of that it's been a wonderful afternoon Um, not the result uh, I think I was hoping for uh, obviously but uh, it's been great having Kenny alongside me Kenny um, I wanted to talk to you something uh, just before uh, I go I don't know if you've come across this thing called Hornet Heaven have you have you come across that no, I haven't watched that. Oh, it's these, uh, these short stories written very, by a very clever young man called Oliver Wicken, and they, they're they set in a, in an afterlife for Watford fans, and uh, they are able to go and see games from the past, and they can see current games. As soon as the game is finished, they can get a programme and go and watch it uh, as live, so to speak. And they've got some wonderful characters, and uh, it's very funny and uh, rather brilliant, and it's something very unique and unusual. So uh, you can catch up with that at hornetheaven.com. Uh, Oliver Wicken is a very good friend of mine, and... Uh, he asked me if I could just mention it and uh, I've listened to many of them and it, it, it's very funny and, and often quite moving and touching and uh, so it's very much worth a visit not just for for fans but for football fans generally uh, I suggest you uh, check that out Kenny oh okay I will yeah, just uh, give me the details once we've finished I will I will and uh, as I said that's on HornetHeaven.com and also don't forget to listen to the FDRE podcast um, after the game today uh, Jason Bailey, John Mooney and Mike Parkin and also their midweek podcast on a Thursday with Adam Leventhal, very good listen uh, for those who want to know everything that is Watford. So it's been uh, a difficult day on an on a overcast uh, uh, day-to-day here at Vicarage Road and the final score is Watford 1, Manchester City 3. As in so many uh, occasions beforehand, Watford have not managed to uh, gain even a point against uh, the men in blue. But Kenny, I uh, just want to say thank you. For coming along, uh, sitting here with me and listening to me chunter on for 19 minutes, and uh, uh, very insightful punditry from you, and uh, it's been a great pleasure to have you along, Sami, today. Oh, Colin, that's very nice of you, and uh, it's also a pleasure for me. I, I like coming to work here on FDR FM Radio, and. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry that um, the home team weren't able to to get a point from this game, but uh, Manchester City had a very, very difficult prospect. They certainly are. Now, I'm going to throw you back to the studio and um, they will get full match reports from those other games that I've mentioned. But uh, it's uh, going to be a very, very exciting day. Next Saturday, Watford away at Arsenal, and they look like they will definitely need to get something if they're going to stay in this division.